0: At Busch Gardens Town, rekindle the spirit of holiday traditions for you and your family. Delight in the wonder of over 10 million twinkling lights. Cherish the
1: moments as you enjoy new holiday shows and visit Santa and Rudolph. And immerse yourself in a world transformed by the season at the world's most beautiful theme park. The holidays
0: shine brightest at Busch Gardens Christmas Town. Select dates through January 2nd. Right now, it's the best deal of the season. Save over 50% with tickets as low as $24.99.
1: Restrictions apply. Welcome everybody to the Daily Double Talk. I'm Corey Coleman, part of this show, one of the most conversational, not, not controversial, but conversational shows that we have here. Sometimes it's controversial. I say a lot of crazy things over here. But it is definitely one of the most conversational shows that we have here on Double Toasted. And you can't have a conversation just with one person or me unless you're at your goddamn mind, which I am. But today I do have another person here, Mr. Christian Horchata-Torres. How you doing, sir?
2: I'm um, well, man. I mean, I would pay to see a one man show by Corey Coleman. I think a lot of us would, but I am glad to be here with you to talk about stuff and hopefully not be too controversial. I missed you last week. How you doing,
1: Bubby? You're freezing your ass off, right? No, that's the that that is something that I'm uh, almost not. It's You have to be ashamed this, in, to, these days <laughs> to say that I'm warm, like you know, because a lot of people don't have heat, man. A lot of people don't have like people don't have food now. We don't even we don't even have water now, man. It's kind of. You should have really yeah. like leaned into it and just and like turn
2: all the lights off and then have like a fake generator sound going on in the background. Be like, look what I'm doing. I'm this dedicated to bringing you some toast. That we're 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 hoarding whatever little power there is left in Austin, Texas, right now, in order to 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 bring this to the Toasties.
1: I know. Well, you know what. I feel so bad about it that I've been thinking about doing some shows with like face uh, with fake icicles coming off my nose and my ears and everything. Because yeah, he's like a Liam Liam Neeson, The Gray,
2: or whatever that movie with uh, who's the guy that looks like Martin Jeffrey Ray, where he's fighting wolves too. Apparently,
1: all you need to get icicle beard
2: is wolves present.
1: Yeah, no, we still got snow outside. I've been thinking about like <laughs> starting the show with a little snow on my head on and, and everything because the problem here is that. I'm surrounded by equipment. I've told people this. I'm surrounded by laptops. I got three laptops up here. You know, it's looking like a cross between NASA and Batman's Cave. And uh, when I sit here, it gets hot. I mean, it's not just the, the, the laptops, it's, I got an audio mixer. I got uh, a couple oh, of lights. monitors over here. Yeah, it's, I'm surrounded by electronics, I man, lights everywhere. So every now and then, it'll, go, it'll warm up in here, and I'll start out by wearing a sweater. Like right now, I'm kind of cold because uh, I'm not, I'm in a t shirt. But yeah. it'll get warm in a little bit, but if I'm wearing a sweater, during the middle of the show or early on in the show, I'll get very hot and I'll start taking the, the sweater off. And then people look at that and they're like, oh, look at this motherfucker bragging because he got heat. Oh he's got that
2: thermostat <laughs> turned up to fucking eighty seven. Oh, it's oh, a sweat it's a fucking sauna in the in the Casa de Coleman today.
1: Yeah, yeah. You actually feel guilty for being warm right now. And I don't blame people for being mad, man. And you know, there's a lot of people out there who are cold right now. But welcome to the show, everybody. I, uh, (laughs) I'm ashamed to say I'm hot-ass Corey Coleman. Over here have Christian Horchata-Torres. And the reason why this is one of the most conversational shows that we have here on Double Toasted is because we do sit back and we just have some uh, very loose conversations about entertainment, things that are going on in pop culture, our society, and every now and then politics. No politics today because... Kind of got that out the way early this week. You know, I'm all politicked out at the moment. And I didn't put the stories today, Mr. Christian Horchata-Torres did. Hey, but we got all that nerdy stuff y'all like to hear about. We got comic books. We actually have, uh, well, we don't really have music, but we do have pop stars who are getting very big deals today. We'll talk about all that in a little bit. But before I do that, let me go over here and holler at my other folks. I gave them a little bit of time to get in here. And I see they've shown up right now. Uh... I've already introduced myself, I've introduced. Oh, and they are fine, they want to let us know they are fine. I'm glad to hear that, because a lot of people aren't. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and talk to the very fine chat fam, starring the OG chat over here. What's going on, OGs? And we got them side bitches over here. How you doing, side bitches? What's up? I'm Getting new people all the time and getting new crazy names. I like this. He's not just a dork christian torres he's quantifiable dork <laughs> he brought in the science you, you can measure sure the knows. nerdiness in this dude over here man <laughs> don't add, don't let anybody ever tell you that geekiness cannot be measured it's not quantifiable we have a dork over here that's willing to tell you that it is we also have oh this is somebody i haven't seen in a while because every time I see this name, I have, I do, I, I love it because of the way I get to say his name. It's Una. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Apparently his, uh, he was named after Caveman. Uh, we have Marvel Buff Nerd. Got some news for you today, Mr. Marvel. The Black Knight, 1919. Who this? Albinator X. Um, let me see here. You got That's a guy that just got rid of his slave name we have over here i am obi-wan bloody sky angry asian i wouldn't blame you if you're mad today there's a lot of stuff to be mad about i was like is this guy ever going to be happy no you stay angry man oh edward discool Jamir, 1616 so many people up in here today good to see you guys thank you hope everybody's doing good today i hope everybody's just a little bit Warmer. I hope everybody is a little bit more comfortable. You know, here in Texas, we've had a lot of outages, and there are still two hundred thousand people because people they've, uh, they've been using that word "just." That word "just" is a you got to be careful how you use that word because "just" you can when you go and use "just," you almost belittling some people because we had a million plus people here without electricity, right. and so some no, people it's, di- it's diminutive for sure. Oh yeah, and now people are saying. Now we've got it down to just 200,000 people. 200,000 people is a lot out there. That's a lot mm-hmm. of people to be without heat and food over here. Like we're in the apocalypse, man. We I've <laughs> I've never been so worried in my life as I have now like the the grocery stores have ran out of food. We have a food shortage going on at this <laughs> moment.
2: I like that there's an actual pandemic which has killed just 450,000 people, Corey, but that that didn't put the fear into you the same way that just the little bit of snow in the otherwise super hot fucking desert
1: of Texas is. Texas has we've been surviving this pandemic and people been out partying. They've been saying, oh, fuck that, that pandemic. It ain't nothing to me. But the moment them snowflakes hit, everything just stopped, man. <laughs> people ranch, they're ransacking the grocery stores. I mean, seriously, this. Is, I'm expecting to see goddamn uh, White Walkers out there and shit.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, who knows It's, a, it's a, gr- a grain of sand and a microchip. It just completely
1: malfunctions the entire system. It really does, man. It really does. So people, uh, yeah, I mean, at first it was kind of, it it was kind of true. And it, and, it, and it was funny when people said, ah, oh, y'all know how to handle no no cold weather. And then it got a little irritating. It was like, all right, uh, yeah, okay, we got it. We we don't know how to handle it. As you can see, we are suffering. And then it just became downright shitty. You know, I mean, people here were suffering. Now, people, they, they got with it after a while, but like some people who can handle snow, they're like, <laughs> look at these fucking idiots. It's like motherfucker this is an arctic blast this is this is a, a disaster so you know y'all need to stop that shit so yeah, yeah. But
2: i was gonna ask you just because your your boots on the ground how much of it is it is it because texas just normally doesn't have to worry or concern themselves with this kind of stuff so they're more vulnerable or is it like local government incompetence and whatnot no we got fucking idiots running this state man you know? Well, I knew that at the top level. I was hoping that the people on the ground, specifically places like Austin, which are a little bit more well-run, let's say, would have been better. But it just doesn't appear to be that way. Nah, nah,
1: man. People, you, you when you read about this, you, Austin keeps coming up. Where people are like, uh, they're at home huddled up in blankets. You know, mm-hmm. people have when you go into their homes or apartment buildings, there's fucking icicles hanging off the ceiling. I mean, I'm not, I'm not kidding. You know, it's. Uh, yeah, it's like some Batman, Mr. Freeze type shit that just happened to the city, man. So <laughs> that'd be great, right? Really put Austin on the map, put all of Texas,
2: because every time Mr. Freeze comes, he's always fucking around with the metropolises, right? The Gotham cities, all that stuff. But where is that Midwest kind of uh, spinoff that that uh, Devil May Care, Mr. Freeze spinoff that I think we all deserve? In yeah, the Heart of Texas? it's
1: almost like like Mr. Freeze really did get tired of fucking with Batman. Batman beat his ass so many times. You're like, "You know what the hell with? I'm going to Texas. I'm going to fuck with those dudes there cuz they don't know how to handle it." You know, potential. I'm just saying that's spin-off potential.
2: You got multiple movies. You can get him get him to go to Oklahoma after that. Get hell him to go yeah. to Mexico after that. Let's all in on that spin-off.
1: This dude is like, "I I I frozen got them over about 10 times. I got my ass beat every time by Batman. I'm going to go someplace where nobody can handle that shit. I'm going to go to Austin." You know. I love it. No, seriously, because like he would want to challenge right?
2: Right. Like Mr. Mr. Freeze, in theory, would want to go to like Australia or something that's most like 80 percent desert, the Sahara Desert and just try to freeze shit. But you got to start. Right. You got to you got to crawl before you can walk sort of deal.
1: Uh, You got to walk before you run. So you start in Texas. And you freeze everything. Yeah, yeah. You like shit. You know that's the only reason why I didn't do it sooner because it's too easy. Shit, y'all got incompetent ass governor. You know your senators running off to Cancun. It's like stay. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's almost like if if he did attack Gotham like Batman would leave to go to Cancun. That's kind of what. Well, fuck that. Why am I comparing Ted Cruz to Batman? Fuck that. He ain't even know yeah. might. Fuck that, dude. Anyway, hey, well, I'm not going to go off on that because I just made a video about that today. We talked about that yesterday. We're strictly talking about entertainment today. I was hoping to see if you guys are going to do a little bit of something so I can start telling you about the show. You know, that's, I'm talking to you, Chad. I see you trying to start a little chugga-chugga, a little chew, with maybe a little extra chew on there. You know, we sure could use it right now. Have that train run through here and warm things up. But, hey, don't y'all be putting no spoilers up in here. I haven't seen... I haven't seen one division yet i don't know what y'all doing but i don't like it i don't like it i haven't seen it yet so y'all be careful with that uh so folks i'm waiting on y'all to see if you're gonna do this we just got a few seconds left so if we don't do that then hey you know what always disappointed not start to show a little bit of energy with a little bit of uh you know what but if we don't get that hey you know what we'll pull we'll pull through either way the show must go on in the meantime, this gives me a chance to go over here and talk to my good friend, Mr. Christian Torres. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well, man. Two things. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking for another place to live
2: just because time is of the essence sort of deal. I was looking at places last week, which is why we didn't have a show. Mm-hmm. Um, but really quickly, let me just tell you this. One of the places that I looked at was a house that Tom Waits had owned and recorded Three records of his in the 70s. Oh, really? And it was like not a place that I should have rented. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted it really bad purely for the street cred of being like, yeah, Tom Waits lived here. If you don't know who Tom Waits is, look him up. He's he's great. He's a great artist. Just, you know, you know, shows up in movies, does great music, all that stuff. But um, I was wondering if you've ever been in a situation where like you, you legitimately would have taken a wash, like you would have gotten a worse product than you already have in order just to have the kind of like weird uh, pop culture credibility of something. Does that make sense? Well, first of all,
1: let me tell you something. So Tom Waits, for no one who knows who Tom Waits is, let's go ahead and let you know right now, put it into some context, because that would be kind of cool if Christian was able to move into a home where Tom Waits had previously recorded some music. He probably can't afford that shit. No offense to you. <laughs> sure can't.
2: Nah, but no, but this is when he was poor. This was like LA poor. So like this neighborhood was like terrible, you know, rats everywhere, 1970 stuff. So it's like, you know, still way out of my price range now. Yeah. But for a minute, I flirted with the idea of being able to do it, you know?
1: Yeah, Tom Waits is a musician. He's very, very big with the hipsters out there. And he probably seen him in some movies too. He was in like he was in Dracula. He was uh, Dracula's, uh, what was Dracula's uh, bug-eating assistant? Uh, uh, What is this, a cabana boy, whatever, you know? Uh, Renfeld. Renfeld, yeah, yeah. So he was in that. Um, Some people even say that uh, Tom Waits is who Heath Ledger formed the Joker off of. Did you hear this? I didn't, but that makes a lot of sense, actually, now. Man, you know what? So for anybody who has seen Heath Ledger's Joker, Let me see here. Uh, So I'm just going to give a little context. I'm glad you brought this up, man. Some people might have heard this before. It's going to blow your mind since you haven't heard it. You know, I often often go in and this man walks away from these shows with his mind blown. Just a big asshole at the top of his head. Yeah, man. I played him some things before. They had him say, what? So let's see here. I'm going to play you just uh, a... Let's look at a little bit of uh, Heath Ledger's Joker right here. Just a little bit any excuse to play this scene from uh from uh, the the dark knight now while this is queuing up we did not reach the level three for the hypeness to happen so i'm gonna go ahead and pull up the scroll right now and today we have for you as i pull up this scene the day we have for you we have danny glover as if it wasn't enough that he has way more talent than all of us and already has definitely more money well Get ready to be even more angry because he's going to have more. He's going to have a chance to show more of his talent and he's definitely got a lot more money. We'll talk about that and what that deal is. Uh, in comic book news, we're going to take a look at Invincible that's coming at Amazon. That's the animated superhero flick. And with live action superheroes, we have Disney, or at least Marvel. Well, they're the same thing. Uh, Marvel is Disney's hoe. Uh, we have, going back to Marvel, The Punisher, and jessica jones and we're going to talk about what the implications of that can be what would they do with those characters it's a little tricky in some areas to do something with at least one of those characters but we'll see if that is going to lead to something that people have been wanting for a long time and uh, i believe that that is it today except for whatever you have to bring up but let's go and take a look at let's go and take a look at the joker and the dark knight i love uh I love this scene. I watch this scene almost once a week because I love the Dark Knight so much. This is, of course, the. If you've seen me uh, talk about this and play it before, this is the, the mob scene where they all get together and meet the Joker for the first time. And they all think he's crazy and he's wearing a cheap purple suit. And this is the whole. When you look at him, like, nah, you motherfuckers just don't know. Come on. Oh, come on. What is
0: Let's wind the clocks back a year. These cops and lawyers wouldn't dare cross any of you.
2: I mean, what happened? Did your, your balls drop off?
1: Uh, you know, it's a little low, but you heard a little bit of it, and you know the joke anyway. Now, I'm going to find something here.
2: Uh, it's got to be one of the '70s interviews. There's like I'm trying to figure out which one, but I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Where like the mannerisms, all of it overlaps. Crazy, scary. Yeah,
1: yeah. Let me let me go ahead and pull this up right here. Uh, so and a lot maybe okay. So maybe it wasn't in you know uh, 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 the inspiration for Heath Ledger's Joker, but it really is. It really is a, a very similar. That you sit back and you say, well, you know what could be, man. I can see this definitely.
0: I have a growing level of popularity uh, throughout the uh, intercontinental United States, uh, (laughs) Japan, and uh, I travel extensively in Europe as well. Hmm. Uh, uh, I don't do half bad. uh, They tell me you have a new market now in Ireland. Is that true? I've performed in Dublin and done very well there as well. You look like a
1: leprechaun. You should do well there. He looked like he's high as fuck right now. You know, he's all the leaning in and everything. I don't know what's going on with him. Maybe he has anxiety. But the reason why I thought, hey, you know what? Uh, there could be a connection because Tom Waits even looked like Heath Ledger when he was younger, man. If you, I mean, this is uncanny how all of this is connected. So you know, yeah, saying it sounds just like Heath Ledger when he was doing the Joker. So I don't, I don't know if that's, if it's true, if that really is his inspiration for it, if you really studied him, but you definitely could see how that could be the case. And here's the thing about Tom Waits. So the reason why we got in this discussion is because Christian was saying that he was, he was going to, he was going to buy a house where a long time ago Tom Waits had a room where he wrote and recorded some songs.
0: Well, I. Uh... I'm also big in Philadelphia.
2: <laughs> Excuse me. I feel like I'm at my grandmother's. <laughs>
1: wow, you think grandmothers? I mean, he sounds just like. now see, here's a, here's why I wouldn't want that house, man. Because if you were by that house, this crazy motherfucker still might be in there somewhere. <laughs> You know, it might be one of those might be one of those movies where he's up in the attic and you didn't know the whole time. There's a hole in the ground that he's actually uh, uh, made that no one ever knew—a secret basement. And so I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want that fucking house, man. Knowing that he was in, I'd rather have a ghost in that house than this living motherfucker. Right
2: here. The best case scenario in that is that I might find some drugs that he stored there from the seventies <laughs> that he, you know, never found before he moved out. But yeah, no, terrifying. I feel like there's way too many skeletons, quite literally, buried in that house for me to live there
1: yeah yeah and if i were you i would be scared of those drugs too the way he's at so, japan and uh i travel extensively in europe so that'll well. be you next week on the show if you had that house right no you know but I,
2: I do really love that person i mean like he was in that Cohen brothers movie that came out like what one or two years ago the ba- ballad of buster scruggs it was the, the guy with the prospector he was digging for gold and stuff and i just i like that guy so much because he kind of made himself out of dirt without permission like he does not have a good singing voice he's not like traditionally handsome or any of that shit and he just kind of still fucks around for the last 50 years and does only what he wants to do and that's super impressive to me
1: yeah yeah, the, yeah that's that's what made him so popular like if you ever listen to any of his music and i, I was one of those people where i went to hipster parties this is back in college people were you know i dated hipster girls and, and everybody's you know a lot of them were like hey you like tom waits and I, I just went along with it a lot of times, but if you put on some Tom Waits music, it's just a dude, it's not like a fucking drunk in an alley. You know, You know, usually you throw a boot at that motherfucker, man, if that, was, if that was anybody else. But Tom Waits, somehow, some kind of way, made clearing his throat into music <laughs> so you know I, nothing against the guy he's obviously talented and, uh, and very charismatic that he's made it so who am i to like talk about his musical stylings
2: <laughs> but <laughs> yeah i mean again he uses his voice as an instrument and it might be the worst. look there's some instruments i hate i hate the fucking oboe you know what i'm saying but like it doesn't take away from the
1: fact that it's used well sometimes and that's, that's, that's how i if, feel about tom waits exactly that's why when you watch these shows where people sit around and they You know, they judge people who can sing and you hear them judging them saying like, of course, the 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 what is his name? Uh, Simon Cowles of the world where they look at somebody and say, you're horrible. You'll never make it. Think about this fool over here. This is a man don't even sing. He barely makes words. This is a dude that. You could put a dog on a microphone. He'd sound probably like this motherfucker right here. Well, we have proof of that. It's not that? true. We have that one dog who was a goddamn soul singer, like was
2: the back and band for Sam Cook or some shit. You showed me that, and that, that's one of the things that blew my mind recently.
1: Oh, man, I've been showing that dog all week. One day, and my friend is in here. My friend... uh What's the name? Uh, uh, Alistair Pegasus. I'm sorry for forgetting your name, but we did a show one day where that fool said, you know, the show was boring. <laughs> he ain't talking about nothing I like. Oh, but you know, that dog was cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's how
2: you win people over. You got to win them with hearts and minds, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Here he is. That dog actually can hold a note longer then this fucking human being right here.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> He's got swag though. That's all I can say. It's like it shouldn't work. It works in spite of himself. Yeah. And I think that's the impressive thing about him.
1: And I have nothing bad to say about it. I I I love when people can prove the the naysayers and the people who are, you know, they look at the conventional. And look at everybody else saying, if you don't if you don't if if you don't go by these conventions right here, you'll never make it. No, man, I celebrate people like Tom Waits. Tom Waits is somebody who's like, hey, I proved that wrong. If you it just goes to show if you have enough personality, enough drive and you have just enough charisma and confidence to go out there and do something, somebody will buy your shit. Somebody. I mean, look at this right here. Somebody's listening to this when they should not be. <laughs> so. very
2: close. I put myself in a lot of debt for the bragging rights, not for anything else, just to brag to people who care about an indie fringe artist. So exactly.
1: Mm. I'm drinking my kale smoothie right now. Mm. oh yeah man you make a mean
2: smoothie i mean I don't, I don't want to put you on the spot i told you that the first time i came to your house you made me a smoothie i thought that was a fucking power move by the way i thought you were just trying to get into my head and you made me a like a fucking bitchin' smoothie so i i, I would i hate kale but i think your kale smoothie would be very good
1: hey man i'm I'm trying to help you man you know you're talking about how you got arthritis your foot fell off yeah. one day you know i'm trying to i'm trying to keep you young man I'm telling you that kale smoothie does the trick very simple it's 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 nature's ingredients man it's, it's hey Look at me. Look at me, Christian. It's nature's milkshake. (laughs) Is it? Yeah. See,
2: you've done more for kale than the entire kale industry has ever done for themselves.
1: (laughs) I should be like a kale lobbyist or something, man. Seriously, make it happen. (laughs) Yeah. One banana. About three or four leaves of kale. Strawberries. And broccoli. Pour in some almond milk. Get a scoop of peanut butter. Mix it all together, pour it out, instant fountain of youth right there. <laughs> I got to get on the Coleman Regiment. I have been saying that forever. Mm. mm. Oh, so good. All right, everybody. Let's quit talking about dogs and smoothies and crazy people living in Christian's Attic over here, <laughs> jokers and everything. Let's get into the show. But before we do, I have to let you guys know about a little something that's happening tomorrow so martin thomas gave me a wonderful gift martin thomas he did not he did not give me anything for for christmas actually that's that's bullshit he did let me see if i can find it if i shouldn't even bring this up do i have it yes (laughs) do you I, i have it right here man i have it right here so i'm gonna show you something man uh let me see here let me take this off of you so, uh, <clears throat> Martin Thomas did give me something for Christmas. I think you put it back on me. I think that's what you did. I put it back on you, sir. Yeah. Um, he did give me something for Christmas, some shit that I don't use anymore when I go out in public. Uh, let me show you Martin's Christmas gift. Here it is. Right here. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Does that match
2: your skin tone though, or no. does it very clearly? Hell no, well, that's my problem. I saw a white dude, and this is again colorism at its fucking best. They make those perfectly for like white people, and I saw a guy yeah. that convinced me the other
1: day. You can't do that with anybody else. No, no, you cannot. No, it looks like I, it looks like somebody uh, grafted my jaw back on my face. Uh, <laughs> you know, they like they skin grafted the the uh, the you know the, the the lower half of my head. I mean, the, yeah. this
2: does not match at all. It looks like that scene when Hannibal Lecter escapes in Silence of the Lambs by wearing the cop's face. That's literally what that shit looks like. Yeah. Now.
1: So I thought it was funny. I tried to wear this one time out in public. I remember wearing this and I walked by. I went to see, uh, went to see my friend Corey Goodwin. Y'all know Corey Goodwin. I went to go see Corey Goodwin at a at a at at an outside bar and um, they had a food truck there. I, I, I walked by with this on and... and uh, <laughs> I walk, I walk by with this on right here and people, people saw me and I saw people that were eating and they were like, <laughs> 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 people doing spit takes on each other. People just, you know, people are horrified. People looking at me and didn't realize that they had tears streaming out, out of their eyes. Yeah, man.
2: You look like, um, what's that movie with LaKeith? Oh, Sorry to Bother You when he becomes like the questionarians or, or whatever. Like that, that <laughs> mask makes you look like a horse person. It's terrifying.
1: Yeah, let me see here. Like, I got this, like, I look, I look like, you know, I look like BoJack Horseman right now. <laughs> Just a profoundly depressed horse. That's yeah. exactly the, the aura that you give off. So, Martin gave this to, he gave this to myself and he gave this to to Christopher Herman. And I can tell you, Chris ain't worn that shit since, because I was, because Chris is not, Chris is a, Chris Herman is a, he's a, he's an amazing guy, very, uh, he's a great guy. But, not the greatest fucking actor in the world. Uh, Martin gave him his mask, which was like... Uh, so, folks, if you're listening, what Martin gave me was... He gave me a corona mask with my face on it. Like, it was, it's my mouth and, and my, my goatee or my beard. And it doesn't match the skin color or anything. He gave it to me. Look, I, I can... You know what I mean? I'm a bullshitter. I can fake it, man. I can laugh. You know I can laugh it off. And I was like, "Oh wow, Martin, this is really great. I'm gonna wear this all the time." Fuck
2: that, I'm not. I'm gonna wear this. But Chris Herman's like a six-year-old who does not know how to lie about his feelings. and just tells it how he
1: sees it. Yeah, because me, I was like, "Man, this is awesome. Everybody's gonna get a good laugh. I'm gonna spread joy everywhere I go." Meanwhile, people are vomiting and shit everywhere. And Chris and Chris got his, and he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's 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 cool, man. Yeah, this is this nice. I'm gonna wear this, you know." It's like no, you're not. You you know you know you are. You're gonna wear wear it right now in front of him and get a good laugh on this show. And you're gonna go home and burn this shit. I know what you're gonna do, man. So yeah, he gave me this, and I was just like, all right, you know, I gave that fool a shirt, and he gave me this goddamn what what's what is a gag gift essentially. And I was like, I'm not wearing this shit. I wore one, and I genuinely thought that it would be cool. You know, I genuinely, I gave it a run. I said I had misgivings about it, but I gave it a nice run for one day and people looked at me like I was the goddamn elephant, man. So after that, I just said, fuck it. You know, I, I buried it away and I pull it out for show every now and then when I want a quick, grotesque laugh. But uh, he made up for it indirectly, kinda. He, uh, he gave me the gift of our next viewing party. I had one movie prepared to show you but tomorrow, Saturday, February 20th, at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, if you are part of a special membership here on Double Toasted, then you get to watch this movie with us. You can't call it what you want, but I am not comfortable with her being around this
0: guy. I just got a call from Security. Your cars on fire.
1: Max, what the fuck are you doing here? You know, don't you fucking think you can tell me what I can, what I can't do? <laughs> I like the way you are holding your face right now. Yeah,
2: I. That. Do uh, you ever see some shit and you're like, man, there's no excuses. Not for every single person watching this to go make their own movie. <laughs> like, there's no excuse. They're making anything. People are paying
1: people to make these movies. Yeah, and you can. Yeah, this, and this movie's out there, man. People, this movie is the house guest we're going to be watching this tomorrow on our viewing party again that's going to be 8 p.m central standard time that is february 20th if you need to get it right down to the date martin was telling me how crazy this is because his uh his black mama had him watching this and we've established for a long time but yesterday we talked about this uh black mamas they just watch crazy shit all the time you just it just gets to a point where you're a black woman and for some reason you just don't give a fuck anymore. You just watch the craziest things. It kind of You kind of are, you know, the gateway is usually Tyler Perry and then you just kind of <laughs> go off from there. Uh, you watch BET, Hallmark Channel. You watch game shows all day. And for some reason you watch crime and prison shit. That's my mother's uh, agenda though. Uh, maybe I'm sure it's all y'all. Uh, and his mother showed him this and he said, yeah, I'm laughing my ass off. You've got to watch this movie. So we did a a vote with the movie that we were going to watch in this film. And this movie won by an an overwhelming number of votes from the Toasties there. So again, people, that is the guest house, the viewing party for that. February 20th, that is tomorrow, as of this recording. Uh, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And (laughs) we'll see you over there for that. But only... Only if, and look, I'm not the kind of person where I like to exclude people. You know, I'm, I, I, I'm very, very, very much welcoming to everybody with everything. But I have to actually make this sort of a special viewing party for special members. And those are the people who support us the most and support us in the biggest ways. And those people, a lot of those people are on Patreon. Go to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Double Toasted. And over there, feeling a little chilly right now. Get warm and toasty. Hot and buttered, golden brown. And also, new level right there. If you just want to go all the way, get burnt up, get crispy. Got a crispy level right there. Made that level with the encouragement of one of our toasters, Justin Perea, right there. And on that level, you get yourself merch every three months for a year and everything else that's included in the previous tiers including the bonus streams the watch parties as i told you about the sneak peeks you got one coming soon if i can get this video loaded up i don't know what's going on with that also, discounts and a lot of people have caricatures coming and the animation that we're working on. That is what I'm trying to load up. I'm trying to show you this animation. The, the, the animator has done an amazing job with uh, all the stuff that's going on. And I'm happy to say that we can accelerate now that animation process because, well, almost, because we're almost at our goal of $2,000 a month. We're at 1893 right now. You can see just a little bit left to go on that bar right there. So I wanna thank you guys for your support very much. Once again, that's over at patreon.com forward slash double toasted. But hey, you know what? I'm not gonna make fun of you today. I'm gonna to help you out. I'm gonna show you something. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some information that you can use for absolutely free because you can support us for absolutely free. Well, kind of. I mean, if you already have an Amazon Prime account, and you do, everybody does, we're pretty much slaves to the Bezos out there. So, with that Amazon Prime account, you know, you ain't using it for nothing else. I mean, yeah, you sure, you, you buy groceries, you buy home goods, you buy video games, you buy sporting equipment, you you, you probably, uh, probably even buy sex on there. I heard you can do that if you can go deep enough. But you know what? That ain't nothing compared to what you can do when you get yourself a free subscription over here on our Twitch page. Go right over there. And not only can you subscribe for free, but you can also rescribe. or rescribe, resubscribe. Or you can subscribe if you want to. Hey, you you do whatever you want to. It's your subscription. You can resubscribe when the time comes around. And what I really like for you to do is and This is where I have to tell you that I know it seems like I'm begging you for our benefit. I mean, it does help us out, but I'm really doing this for the children. There are a lot of children out there who do not have the toasty goodness. And the world would be much, much, much of a better place if you gifted a sub to those unfortunate few who do not have it. A lot of people out there suffering. A lot of people, their days could be made better. Their lives could be made brighter. And I don't mean to put the pressure on you, but if you gifted them a sub. You do that right now. I'll wait. Go ahead. In fact, I ain't doing the show no more until you do it. You think I'm playing? No. I, <laughs> no, I was like, I'll, I'll get comfortable.
2: I have no problem playing chicken with that train.
1: Let's I go. I know. I'll sit up and stare at you all day. I like looking at things anyway. I just pretend like it's a mirror, and I'm looking at myself. Nah, folks. Please.
2: But we could do please. that. We could just mirror each other for like an hour and a half. Like Everything you do, I do, and we can
1: just see who, uh, who fucks that up first. That gets weird, so we're gonna go ahead and move on. <laughs> Especially when you do that, I don't know who, I don't know what that is right there. <laughs> what was, what was that <laughs> right
2: there? I don't know. I don't have the depth perception. I'm just kind of like doing what I can to match your movements and clearly failing. So thank you, thank you for that inferiority complex, Colin.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I, oh, I'm, no, no, no. Those are nice, smooth moves you had over there. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, and folks. Let me see here. I believe that's it. The only thing that we got to let you know is if you get a sub, you don't have to deal with commercials that I am forced to play. It's not my choice. And we also want to hear from you. If we have time, we might even go talk to Tiny Earl over on the Discord if we have time. But if nothing else, we hope to, as we always do, to read an email, maybe two, three, five from you. And can't read those emails if you don't send them to the right place. And they sure can go wrong If I don't give you this information right here But let's work together on this I'll give you the information that you need But I need for you to do something for me Pull out that keyboard right there Gently caress it Don't hit it too hard As you type in for me Kcoolmans at gmail.com That's K C O O L M A N Z At gmail.com You email us with any kind of questions, comments, compliments, insults Input and er advice Hit us up on the social medias Instagram Twitter and Facebook. Copy all the information down right there. Memorize it. Love it. But it ain't no good if you don't use it. And if I'm too busy receiving all of your wonderful emails, your kind words, your messages, Mr. Christian Pochato Torres.
2: Find me over on Instagram, Christian.monster, Facebook, Christian Leon Torres. I know some of you, but I'd like to know all of you. So Please come find me.
1: Uh, I don't want to know all of y'all, and I don't mean anything bad by that, but some of y'all, y'all sick. Y'all got that in opinion. And also, I don't want to get to know you if it's going to put you in danger. You know, we still got this ice and snow over here, so I'm just looking out for you, boo. I'm just looking out for you. So I'll tell you what, I would love to know all of you when the time is safe. Let this snow melt out here. Let's get this ice out the way. Let's stick these needles up Ronnie's ass with this vaccine, and then you get on the computer send us an email kcoolmans at gmail.com and let us know what your plans are for Austin whether you are moving here or just passing through we once again would like to safely hang out with you I'll get that dog for you hit it dog yeah yeah he broke (laughs)
2: What's that? I said, his voice broke there. What happens if one time you're singing that note and you cut back over to me and I just like like the fucking John Landis, Michael Jackson thriller? Like I just start transforming into an actual wolf. How are you going to feel
1: about that? Oh, I'm going to feel better knowing that you're miles away from me. (laughs) No, man, listen, there's there's the thing about wolves. Like so when they
2: repopulated, uh, uh, what's that? What's the where's the Yellowstone? faithful Yellowstone. Right. So when they repopulated Yellowstone, they had to bring wolves in there. And on that first day, that mama wolf, right, that mama lupa, she ran 200 and something miles in that first day. So it might take me a couple days, but I'm coming for you if I become a wolf. That's a promise, Corey.
1: I want y'all to hear what this man, <laughs> what this man said right there. He said, mm-hmm. "Now I don't know how this all this connects, but my man said, you know, what if you're singing and you hit one of these notes one day and you 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 you, you, you switch the camera over to me and I turn <laughs> yeah. it into a werewolf." And he's going to turn around and ask me some shit saying, how you feel about that? How the fuck am I supposed to respond to that crazy shit? Because (laughs) No, because it's not consent. You keep singing
2: this dog song. You're fucking around. You're about to find out about a werewolf. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) You know what? I'm going to say this, man. I approve of it however you feel about it. if you if you've been waiting to turn to a werewolf this whole time and you just been hiding and you're finally coming yeah. out the werewolf closet I you know what let me the right answer to this <clears throat> again I re, I'm going to rephrase the question as he said what if you hit one of those notes and you hit it real high you switch the camera to me and I turn into a werewolf How are you going to feel about that Corey? Chris yeah. Christian? I'm going to support you no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's all we need.
2: Caring, compassionate people and then days of intolerance. No, maybe it's just me. I'm just looking at myself on here and all I can hear is my mother's voice. Like, cut your fucking hair. Like, you look like shit. And I just thought I would turn into a werewolf and just say, at this point, it's easier to grow more hair than to shave and cut my hair. That's all I'm saying.
1: If I am I feel like I'm such a good friend of yours that if you just all of a sudden turn to a werewolf because of my beautiful singing, sir, not only is that a compliment... But right. I, I support you in whatever you do. <laughs> just saying, you never know.
2: It could be like a musical moon moment. It's a full moon, and if you hit a certain note with a dog song and it turns people into werewolves, I don't know. It's a shitty horror film. But look, I just saw that The Guest House movie, so it's possible.
1: They're making this shit. And it's about time we have a Puerto Rican werewolf. Name one. Thank you. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm the Jackie Robinson of that
2: Yeah, the bear. Jackie You're Robinson ready. of Puerto
1: Rican werewolves over here. <laughs> Welcome. I, sir, I support you. So there yeah, you where's, go. Where's that
2: DT shirt? Like, yeah, the Jackie Robinson of Puerto Rican werewolves. And it's just me looking like a fat
1: fucking moron the whole time. Oh, no. See, now you're trying to goat me in the, uh, into. The crew, no, no, so no, no, no. I'm, I'm not, not fishing for that. anything. I I'm hate
2: fish. I'm the worst Puerto Rican ever. I don't like seafood. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm not fishing
1: for anything. I'm just saying, where's that shirt? Someone make it. Mm-mm. I'm not doing it, sir. No. Anyway, let's uh, that. Don't, I do not support. All right. Mm. Let's go ahead and get into what we have to talk about today. We got a lot of stuff to do, so let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, As I said to you folks out there, though, I have to play commercials every now and then during the show, so I hate leaving you. It's not my choice. Uh, Mr. Twitch will kill me if I don't do this. So please, people, stick around. Understand that this is just what I have to do, but it'll be quick. It'll be painless, and we'll be right back after this. Oh, now let's go over here. <coughs> Excuse me.
2: Dude, fucking Benicio Del Toro is Puerto Rican and was a werewolf. At best, I'm like the fucking Larry Doby, I think, was the second black baseball player. I'm that uh, guy. I'm
1: not Jackie Robinson. man. I'm a fucking Sorry, man. Sorry. Isn't that something when you pull a when you pull something random at your ass? Man, what if I turn to a Puerto Rican werewolf? You ain't seen that before. There's always somebody that did it first. Always Benicio. someone.
2: It's always Benicio del Toro, because he's one of like three Puerto Ricans that we have in the pop culture lexicon
1: of conversations. I always wanted to make, and somebody's gonna do it. I did a video about this uh when we went on spill. I did an animation, but I always want to make <laughs> I always want to make a uh a black werewolf movie or a movie where a black man or a black woman but mostly a black man where a black man turns into a werewolf and this nobody can say this (laughs) thank you sir Uh, who is that Mitchie Arm thank you I always wanted to make a movie and only I can do this and some people say it's racist it's not and you know only a self-hating black werewolf would say this but I want to make a movie with a black werewolf where, when he turned into a werewolf, he had an afro all over his body. <laughs> like he looked like he turned into a werewolf, but he looked like a poodle. I'll pay. Well, I'll parlay
2: any kind of uh, you know status or fame that I get in L.A. to make that my movie. That's my dream project. You know, Spielberg wanted to do Schindler's List. That was his thing. Mine is this fucking black exploitation werewolf movie that needs to be
1: made. Uh yeah, Not man. <laughs> I want that's the movie I wanna make one day. If I want to make anything. And I and by the way, somebody says so it's a sheep. <laughs> well that's the thing. Nobody's ever scared of him. He's pissed off because everybody thinks he's a giant poodle or he's a big ass sheep, you know. <laughs> and he just and he just gets mad, you know. It's uh and he you know, he ends up being kind of cool because he he's yeah. been he's had his feelings hurt. And I'm gonna tell you what, man. Uh I would I wouldn't even make that shit as a comedy. I'd make that shit straight. That shit would be a drama. <laughs> you play it straight. Well, I was going to say the
2: great tragedy there is if he's accepted in the first act of that movie is then eventually when they realize he's not just a giant ass poodle, uh, then you know the 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 heartbreak, the comeuppance, the axe drop sort of deal. So I think it has to be a drama. It can be a comedy. Yeah,
1: yeah. I like somebody to even name him Afro Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's simple, but you know exactly what it is. One word title. It's perfect. There you go. That's the elevator pitch right there. I catch. I actually catch an executive in an elevator get this black man turns into werewolf with afro all over his body what's it called afro wolf
2: (laughs) fuck like how do you say (laughs) no to that Jesus Christ man it's either that or you like crash the elevator because there won't be a better idea in the rest
1: of mankind after that uh, or some somebody uh, Jay Clark in the chat said we're poodle hey, you know <laughs>
2: pretty good that was pretty that good that
1: is actually pretty good man I like that all right let me stop talking about my idea for somebody takes it and you heard it here first I'm suing I'm telling you that right now all right but the where in that, I mean, not to,
2: I know you don't want to get on the subject, but hold on. When people say where, where is the human portion of it, right? Because where wolf, where poodle, all that shit. So is he a wolf? Then he wouldn't be a were poodle. You know what I'm saying? Am I fucking this up? You're you going
1: way, yeah, okay. don't, don't, yeah, don't, you right, don't. Done. Don't lose any sleep over this. I'm doing this for your sake, man. Don't drive yourself crazy over this shit, you know? I got universe questions, that's all, but I'll save them. I'll
2: write them down. I'll slip them to the you
1: later. Again, I love that we talked about a werewolf with an afro all over his body, but you're, you're, that's not what you're concentrating on. That's not what you're worried no. about. <laughs> I said some
2: language. crazy shit the like English that. The English language needs to
1: be respected, Corey. That's all I care about here. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you're worried about. The word were after I talk about a werewolf with an afro. All right, let's go ahead and get into... Let's get into some of the stories that we have to talk about today. Let's start out with some uh, comic book news. And it's good news for people out there who are a fan of this particular comic, which I just became a big fan of this. I actually read this comic years ago, but for some reason stopped. And now I'm on a comic service, comics, comicsology on Amazon. And I just started reading again. Invincible. Got pretty far into this. And I I, didn't, you know, I did start reading this again because of the news that Amazon was not only adapting this, but they were going to an attempt to keep the art style from the comic. They said, well, you know what? Let's just go ahead and make it animated. And that's exactly what they did. Now we're gonna watch a little bit of the uh, trailer right here. Now the thing with this is that, and I like this comic. I like this comic a lot, man. There's some great writing that's going on in there. Uh, but it looks like this thing they, They're jumping on what everybody else is jumping on today And they said, you know what <clears throat> uh, It ain't enough to just be dark And gritty And serious anymore Now nah, you know, uh, Zack Snyder fucked that all up Now nah, you know, today It's been proven by some things out there That Beyond dark and, and gritty, you gotta get downright Violent and bloody and just nasty with it And don't let the bright colors fool you here That's exactly, even in the comic, that's what you get. But it looks like they're taking it just a little bit further with the animated show. Let's go ahead and take a look at some of this. I think, is this a new trailer that they have out right now? Yeah, it just came out this morning. (laughs) Just came out this morning. Let's go ahead and take a look at the new trailer for the highly anticipated and animated Invincible. Coming soon to Amazon.
0: Knock it off, Todd! I think Amber's been pretty
2: clear about how she feels.
0: I'm nothing like my dad. I want to be just like you.
2: I fought to keep this
0: planet safe. Your power's got to be due any day now, son.
2: Morning! I'm
1: scared, dad. What if I can't do this? Follow me. Slow down. Land, I said land. Stop! Ah! Get up. I'm actually
0: getting used to this a little. That's not good. Ah! <coughs> you need to be better. After everything he's done, how can I live up to all that? You need to decide
1: what kind of hero you want to be. That was you, in the blue and the yellow. Why don't you meet the team after school? May we count on you in the future?
2: Yeah, I think so. And bored of this.
1: Son, we need to talk. I like the way everybody is like, they recognize the voice. Like, is that, is that JK Simmons? And and a lot of people are saying not only is it JK Simmons, but he actually looks like a a a swole roided out J. Jonah Jameson right here. (laughs) Which is I didn't even think about that, but that is true. But the mustache is from the comic. We'll talk about the comparisons to the comic to the show in a little bit. What I'm about to tell you will change everything.
2: ready before. Now I am. You being a superhero is the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. Now take me flying or I'm going to tell everyone you're invincible. Sorry, not sorry.
1: What the hell you are. <laughs> uh, this is coming out on March 26th and this will be on, on Amazon. So if you have Amazon, you'll be able to watch this. Uh, this is... And but you know what, it's funny that we're talking about this on Amazon because there's a lot of connections to a lot of things. There's a lot of connections to, well, there's one big connection to Amazon that we're going to talk about, which could be cool or that could be something that could get you concerned. There's also a lot of connections between the writer, Robert Kirkman. Robert Kirkman, who wrote The Walking Dead, also is one of the, he's the, you know, he's the creator of The Walking Dead, he's also one of the producers behind the show, and he also wrote this. It's interesting because if you look at the voice cast here, first of all, Invincible himself is Steven, Steve, Steven Yoon. Is That Yep. And there's also a lot of people from the walking dead that have, uh, they're doing voices here. Uh, Chad Coleman, Lori Cohn, uh, uh, uh who else do they have? About it? Uh, Lenny James. Lenny James. Yeah, man. I uh, forgot the girl's name here, but she, uh, She's uh, she's doing a voice there. Uh, Michael Cudlitz and you know some of these people are uh, Walking Dead veterans, man. They've come back and it's cool that uh, Robert Kirkman has been able to give these people work again. And also you got some new people here that's doing voices. Mark Hamill's going to be here. J.K. Simmons, you heard Sandra O. Zazzy Beats, Uh, Seth Rogen is going to be doing some voices there. Great cast as far as the voice work goes. It's the show itself that has me a little concerned but have you have you read this before this comic yeah so i've read a lot of it but then i got current and then i kind of didn't stick
2: around until the ending so i I don't know how it ends but i i think i've read about 45 issues of it when (laughs) Mm -hmm. it first came out
1: yeah i got about halfway through the series i'm you know i'm uh I had I'm, I'm on a subscription with uh, the the comic service that I have, and you can only read half of this series through that subscription. If you want to read the rest of it, then you know they they pull that drug shit on you. You know they get you hooked, and now you got to buy the rest of it. Uh, and now, yeah, I'm being cheap. <laughs> you know I'm paying for this comic service. I want the rest of it. I'm so I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. Uh, but now I actually do want to go in and start reading the rest of it before this comes out. So I might. I might uh, actually be kind of forced into going and doing that because I can already see that. And this is not exactly a bad thing. I I can already see that this is steering away from what I've read so far in the comic. They've definitely made some changes. They have the the premises there. And I'm not even telling you what the big reveal here is, because this is this goes off of a. kind of a really cool premise that's a big twist here so I'm not going to mention that it's better if you find that out on your own but I'm wondering how they're going to do it because it's definitely a lot of stuff here that's that's not in the comic which is a good thing you know a lot of times I I I agree when they say when they make uh changes in something as long as you keep the essence and sort of the story that we know and love and become familiar with I'm fine with them uh making changes there um and that makes it kind of a fresh thing for everybody, for the people coming in new and for the people who were keeping up with it already before. But there's some things I'm concerned about here. But I'm going to go ahead and pass this to you, man. Go ahead and take it.
2: Yeah, well, I just want to say, like I said, it's a comic series that ended up running 144 issues. So very lengthy, very celebrated, very revered. I think something I do like about it right off the bat is the animation style itself, which seems to have kind of transplanted a lot of the visual stimuli, the the character designs, all that stuff, almost verbatim. Yeah, I was really impressed by Yeah, Um, because usually when you have these changes, right, like there, there are these marked differences because there's usually a difference between comic animation and TV animation. I I really do like that so far. And I, and I know you probably have an affinity for it as well. Um, you know, my, my big thing about, about the series in general, uh, has a lot more to do with whether that animation though I like it is going to be a detriment to it or if that's going to be a success to speak to your point about, uh, you know, the changes that are already very apparent, Robert Kirkman said this about the walking dead and we can all insert our walking dead jokes. If we've fallen off, I have, I know some people still love it. Um, but it's one of those things that he's like, I wrote the story I wrote the first time. So for me, the opportunity to kind of go in and to change things and, and, and you're creative, Coleman. I'm sure you've written everything something that you had mean, to turn in that afterwards all you saw we were the things or... that you could have done a little bit differently. Yeah, so sure. I think he's doing the same thing with this, that he's he's going to use it as an opportunity to maybe rewrite, to strengthen. Um, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But I just wonder if it's going to upset some of the the diehards and if the animation <laughs> is going to be
1: something that keeps people away. Yeah. The only thing that really throws me off is not the changes. Like I said, that's not that's not a problem with me. That That's fine the what what I what I'm afraid of is that and with Robert Kirkman involved in this, you know, he's the creator here, so whatever he's doing, I, I trust that it's gonna be for the better. But I'm just looking at what they're really later on selling this on. As you know, when it starts out, it looks like this is like like right down to the style. Anybody who's read this, you know, it's kind of got the line work of the comic down and everything. You're like, oh okay, this is very it's very faithful in looks and in visuals but it's the story the tone of the story or at least the way they're pushing it man that has me a little bit concerned Dad. you know they really are selling this on on gore they're selling mm-hmm. this on on, on 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 blood they're selling the violence of it uh and even when I look at this, I'm like, okay, the comic was violent, man. The comic was bloody, but that wasn't the point of the comic. That wasn't their thing that, the, the thing that they were trying to sell this on. But I look at what they're doing here, and it's like, all right, you show some scenes of violence, I get that. But then you start getting to, like, these title cards here that are soaked in blood, and blood is dripping everywhere. And I'm like, all right, you know what? That that that, that It wasn't so bloody that that was the main thing. Every now and then, something of violence would happen, and that was and it was only meant to throw you off because the rest of it's kind of like superhero pure it's like there's no there's no cursing in the comic if you notice i don't i don't think they say fuck once maybe they do but it's very very sparse if they do um you know there's no real there's no real uh, uh, heavy sex or anything going on in there. It's almost like the bl- the, the blood and the gore is supposed to just kind of take you take you out of it and show you the true nature of characters when it happens. But the reason why I think they're doing that is because of Amazon's other big property, then uh, the other superhero property that works right. so well because of the violence that was in it. Watchmen. Shit. All right, what do we do? We can't just kill everyone. That's exactly That's what we're gonna do. if you read The Boys, the the comic, you know, they did some changes. They made a whole lot of changes and some of those changes and I've read The Boys, I haven't read all of it, but I read a lot of it and I can tell you that the the series did make some story changes for the better, but also, yeah, that was a whole thing that just kind of relished in in its almost childishness of gore and sex and just being offensive. Uh, Invincible was not that, man. Invincible, it was almost like they want to take like a kind of a, a a lighthearted, traditional superhero story and then just kind of mix it up every now and then with some real world repercussions and they showed that through the violence to show that yeah, these who superheroes man, they are flawed to the point of like really hurting people. So that I think trying to push the gore and trying to push the blood It could be just a marketing thing to get people in because, yeah, the boys was very successful because of that. And people say, well, shit, I love the blood and the boys. Let me go ahead and watch this. I get the marketing behind it. But it also gets me worried. Like, if that's what the show is about, then you missed the point of the comic,
2: Yeah, no, I I think it's a really interesting point to kind of make because the boys, for better or for worse, like on page one, I think of the show, too. But in the comic, like someone gets ripped apart on page one or two, like they let you know right away on front street what the tone of this is going to be, how much they're going to relish in the blood and the gore and all that stuff. And it's fine because it establishes what they do. And then that comic just keeps going further down that direction. Like you said, Invincible doesn't do that. And I'm wondering how much more impactful it would have been if they would have held that tight. Right. If they would have held that close yeah. to the chest instead. And then we have like at the end of an episode that otherwise has been like, you know, really good and wholesome, whatever. You get this extreme sort of Tarantino-esque 10-second flash of violence. And then you're like, holy shit, because it it, it lulled you into a, a false sense of security only to kind of pull that rug from underneath you. I wonder how much of it really is the boys. I mean, when you said that point, I, I, I agreed and I was just shaking my head the, or nodding my head the whole time because – they had such a gargantuan hit like Amazon, I think, has had successes, but they've never had something that was the pop cultural water cooler conversation starter that the boys was. And so now I think they're just like, hey, comic books, check, uh, you know, writer of some esteem, Robert Kirkman, check. We can try to sell this the same way and make it the same kind of big pop
1: culture thing. And I think that is going to be to its detriment ultimately. Yeah. You know, there, it reminds me. uh you know, this is this is something where I hope this isn't a new thing. I mean, comics did it with movies where they tried to get darker when the Dark Knight came out. And we saw how that didn't always work because they were pushing that too hard. I even saw when they tried to push adult animation back in the 90s too much because of certain things. You know, they had they, they Stan Lee himself made some terrible things. He made something called Barbara. Uh, was that was that no, not Barbara? It was a Stripperella, you know, uh Yep, yeah, they made some really terrible things because they were trying to be so adult. They were trying to be so, so, so bloody, so, so sexy to the point where some of that shit was even today by, by today's standards, it was kind of offensive, but I think you said something that was, that was dead on, man. And I thought like, you know what? Why didn't I think of that? Cause you were, you were so right. If you read that comic and that's brilliant what you said, if you read that comic that comic gets you because the comic is so colorful when you see the covers. They, they go for a couple of issues where everything is just really kind of Superman sweet. Is this kid discovering his superpowers? And then you get to a part where it's like, god damn, where'd that come from? You know, they act, they kill somebody and it catches you off guard. And there's an impact when it does that. You know, and, and that impact is definitely fucking gone now that we've seen it in the trailer, you know? I think that, was a, that would've been a brilliant idea if people had been watching this. But then, on the other hand, with them taking the, with them taking the, uh, uh, the, the the art style from the comic, I can also understand if we tried to sell this as an animated show and we sold it that way because if you if they don't see the blood, this looks like a kid show. Right. This looks like something on Disney Plus. You know, know, the Disney Channel so I can get why they really have to come in and push that adult angle right there because there's no other angle there. There's no cursing. There's no sex. The only thing they have to really show you that is kind of adult edgy is the violence
2: well and that's that's literally the question i wrote down here i was like how much is the animation going to be a problem for selling the brand because i think like you said if they didn't put the violence on front street you're gonna have a bunch of kids watch that and then immediately kind of there's a a different controversy it doesn't matter if you put the tvma thing on it people are gonna freak out about it right and so it's like you're 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 kind of making this conscious choice to show your hand over here in order to to gain another crowd but I, i feel like it just it's going to be that thing once you compromise something that's so integral to the kind of the DNA of the the property. I wonder if you're going to in the attempt to satisfy everybody satisfy nobody.
1: Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe
2: that's overthinking it, but that's certainly what I think is
1: a possibility here. Uh yeah, man, you know with uh with with something like this is a it's a rough situation because if it, look, if a kid starts watching this because we all know, man, most people today they go by the very they just they just go by the very first thing they see of just are the thing that is just you know at the at blatantly at the front you know there's a lot of people who don't go deep into something you know what they take things for face value so if they look at this and they're gonna take this for the face value of the way it looks and it's gonna be for them a kids show and they're not gonna go and do any deeper research they're not gonna even know what this is and then one day mom is gonna be you know walking by while you know the six-year-old kid is watching this and then what she's gonna see you know these motherfuckers explode into into a you know a red cloud of fucking blood and they're gonna lose their shit and then all of and then after that you got you got that organization a million moms writing letters a million moms which is actually just a hundred stuck-up bitches but they're gonna you know up, we write a million letters between yeah them. yeah just yeah you know uh they, um, they're they gonna start writing that, people are gonna start complaining, it's gonna be like, hey, why didn't Amazon do a better job at letting people know that this was something for adults even though parents should be responsible for what their kids watch. I, you know, I kind of get it, man. It's too bad that they have to do that because it would have been a great marketing surprise for people to find that out on their own. I can see people watching like, whoa, shit, did you see? St- did you know that shit was? A- I can see people who like confronting their friends who read the book. Did you know that shit was going to happen? Did you know? You know. So I, I think it would have been great to have been able to do that, but I can understand the logistics behind it.
2: Honestly, I I think that that is something I'm totally willing to have given up the surprise if it brings in a larger audience, because here's kind of my thing. Invincible is still a superhero. So it's a little bit of a safe thing. Like even when they did the boys, the boys, even though it's a send up of of comic book heroes, it's still a comic book hero story. So you can sell that to the masses in the same way that I would really like that adult animation um, in that that have something to do with comic book or superheroes but also non-superhero stuff i really hope this comes out and then it paves the way for other really great comics that probably don't make sense as a live action adaptation i think we both can agree i think invincible is served better by being a cartoon being adult animated than it would be by being a live action thing so hopefully this comes out this does all kinds of great and then what we're going to see is a bunch of of comic properties get optioned because i would love to see like hard boy there's there's one called a hundred bullets by brian Azzarello, which is like a hard boiled sort of detective kind of like crime story that i don't think works because it's such a giant story you know you couldn't do it in a two-hour movie but i think you could do it as like this adult animated thing and i'm really hoping invincible is the the the, the standard bear
1: the jackie robinson of puerto rican werewolves if you will yeah i read a hundred bullets man uh yeah, yeah it's actually no, it's actually pretty good. I forgot I read this. I don't think, you know, I've re- I don't even know if I read all of it, but I re- read some of this a while ago, man. A long time ago. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, listen, overall, uh, the marketing might not appeal to me. You know, some of this stuff is looking like Watchmen right here with blood, you know, dripping down words and everything. But uh, I am curious because I'm very, I, I very much want to know if Robert Kirkman says, you know, this is going to give me a chance to go in and, and either do ideas I didn't have before or improve on it. That's going to be something that's cool for everybody, man. You know, that's a big win right yeah. there. And as you can see, like, like we said, it is violent, man. It is very violent. It's just the comic was never trying to sell itself on that. But that's all right, man. I, I'm going to watch this and I think it's going to be cool.
2: Yeah. Here's the, the last little thing about that is like, you know, again, I don't love the walking dead show and I think it's trendy to hate on it now, certainly. But at one point that was pop cultural cachet. Like that was one of the the biggest things that happened in pop culture. Um, And I I think that while Invincible certainly has its fans, I don't think that there's the same kind of fervor diehard fans of that that there was for The Walking Dead at the time. So if the changes happen, I'm hoping it's not the kind of thing where you you hear incessant bitching from people like me about how they changed this and it ruined this emotional arc. I hope that people are a little bit less precious with Invincible. Maybe that allows them to enjoy it a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's Sound like we're I'm nitpicking. I'm just you know, just having a conversation, just little things sure. here and there that we notice. But it's it it's something I definitely want to watch, man. And uh, you know, I the only thing that I would say this, this will be my last thing, is that I, I I just hope this doesn't become a situation where it's it, it they make so many changes to where they don't know what to do with it because that's what happened with the Walking Dead. Walking Dead ended up just not knowing where to go to the point where it was repeating a cycle, and. uh I hope that this is something that they don't try to drag it out if it's a success. They don't try to like, they don't start repeating themselves because they just want to keep it out there because it's successful. It's making them money. Uh, if they can find a way to just kind of wrap this up because of the, the the comic itself, the only reason why I say that is that unlike The Walking Dead, uh, Walking Dead didn't have an ending when uh, the show came on. This has a, from what I understand, maybe I'm wrong. It's a- yeah, okay, yeah, it, it it wrapped up. It had an ending. So yep. I would love for this to be a series where they end on a high note because they actually do have a genuine ending to end the show with. All right, let's move on to the next thing that we got right here from one comic book story to another. So slowly, but surely, man, that Marvel universe is growing. You know, th- there was a time when we thought like oh man you know this is great but this is the this, these are the characters that we're stuck with and it worked okay because iron man nobody gave a fuck about iron man and now iron man's the coolest dude out there <laughs> you know iron man saved the universe you know iron man is very much a household name hey they disney worked with what they had to work with and they did it well but now for a lot of people the dreams are coming true you know uh, slowly but surely they're getting a lot of their babies back you know, we see that the X-Man is coming back. We're going to be getting the Fantastic Four pretty soon. And I have to say that this is something where I, I have to maybe, maybe. Hey, you, How you like your crow, man? You like it fried? You <laughs> Do like I like it? my crow? Yeah. yeah, I like it uh, fried
2: in duck fat, deep du- fried with duck
1: fat. Yeah, yeah, man. Go ahead and fry my crow like chicken, man, because it looks like I'm probably going to have to eat a lot of it. I was saying, you know what, Disney ain't gonna be getting those Netflix characters back in a while. They're risky now. They're 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 too dark and too adult. You know, they got all these other things. I mean, they got Wolverine and and, and the Fantastic Four. To worry about, you know, I ain't worried about no Punisher. They ain't worried about no Jessica ass Jones. And I spoke too soon because they just got the rights back from Netflix for that, which is something that we always knew was going to happen. But what I what I didn't know, and I did say, all right, they'll get the rights back. I just said they ain't gonna do anything with it. But it looks like that that might not be the case here and we'll talk about that in a little bit. I got other pressing questions. I got a question for you. What the hell is this goddamn student art film that you sent me about Jessica Jones? What what is this?
0: I'm tired.
1: Okay. I to find dirt. And I- Is this legit or did you make this? What is? It? No,
2: I didn't make it. No, let me. Can I explain myself before I am tried to. Uh, OK, it? all right. <laughs> all right, cool. No, here's my big deal. Right. I, I always talk about how Guardians, whether you love it or you don't like it. I personally love it. I mm-hmm. said what you, what you have to do with that is you have to acknowledge that without Guardians, you couldn't get as weird as we got in the last phase of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Right. It had to do that. That's how I feel about WandaVision, right? And I want to eat my own crow. Like, that fucking show's wonderful in ways that I was not expecting it to be. But what it's really doing more than that is it is showing you how weird, like, what the limits are to what you can do with some of these properties, right? And so it's like, if you're going to bring this back, we keep thinking they have to be exactly what the the Netflix Marvel stuff was. But I'm like, get weird with it. Uh, That Jessica Jones thing was really interesting to me because it's like, we saw Mank earlier this year where they Mm -hmm. purposely made the sound sound mono, like you were watching something from the 40s and 50s and uh they really leaned into what they were doing i was like okay i'd watch like a super influenced noir version of, of jessica jones because it, it allows us to kind of re-see the character in a different way uh. and wandavision's proven we could do sitcoms and shit now
1: that you know what that is true you, now i see it. you know what sir i am so sorry for, for making fun of your vision over there uh, your hopes and dreams because i see you're definitely right with that um and they nailed it with the uh, one division, man. So they can you're right. They can go in, they can get kind of weird and crazy with things. You know, they did the sitcom over there. Now you, you I I see where you're going with this. You're making me actually appreciate what you're saying because now that they were now that not that they are taking chances, but they're taking chances under the roof of Disney and under the roof of 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 not just Marvel, but Kevin Feige mm-hmm. who he can take chances, but know how to like, it's not enough to just go out there and just make things different. They have to actually really, really somehow relate to the bigger picture. Everything, as they say now, truly might be connected. And I think that he's one of the few guys that has the vision to take stuff and make it kind of weird or either make it some sort of uh, genre that we haven't seen for a while or a fitting genre for a character and have it do its own thing on its own and later on have it fit within the bigger picture. I, You got me on... Uh, you got me on board for that idea of, for doing a a, a Jessica Jones uh, noir detective series. What's up? I need to be I need to be in the pitch
2: rooms. I got to be in these elevators where you're talking about fucking Afro Wolves and shit. Same thing with like Luke Cage. Now I don't know how you would do it time-wise, but I the one thing I would love to see is a straight up 70s black exploitation Luke Cage, which people have flirted with the idea a bunch, right? But like I see that Black Samson poster behind you, Corey. It's like why, you wouldn't want to see something that was so steeped in, in the love letters to black exploitation films with a character that I think is like, I mean, I, I, not only did I love, uh um, Michael Coulter, right. Michael yeah. Coulter played him. Not only did I love his performance of it. I just thought that like, he did a really good job of modernizing that and taking, you know, power man, right. And putting him into the, into the modern day. But I would love to see that. And again, these are opportunities where you can tell these really interesting and weird stories without it necessarily having to link back to what you are doing in the main stuff. But like you said, Faggy's a genius. He'll figure out a way to do it and to make it all kind of work. And I'm just saying, look at WandaVision, look at how much creativity and how many doors have opened for that. Now you have these super great fucking recognizable characters do something weird with it. And I think that like they have the roadmap on how to do it now.
1: Yeah, and it can get tricky, but it is shown that there is a bigger possibility now that these characters might be coming in. Somehow, we don't know when and we don't know how, don't know where, but that process has already started. One of the reasons why I had to really kind of go in and eat my words is because people were throwing around a particular name for a particular hero. Then they were saying that, I want this guy back as this character. And I kept telling people that's not happening.
0: I hear things. You know what they call stuff like that? Gifts. I'm gonna train you.
1: Use it. And that's the other Netflix Marvel property, Daredevil, right there. And it's not because I didn't want to see Charlie Cox come back. Charlie Cox, who played Matt Murdock, a.k.a. aka Daredevil. It's not because I didn't want to see him back. I did. I definitely want to see him. Back. I want to see all of them back. You just but they, understand the realities of business
2: and that Disney was probably going to clear house if they got those rights back.
1: Yeah. Well, I just didn't want to get disappointed. I was just like, hey, man, you know, uh, I think it's better to just kind of have your heart set on that. They're going to recast because those things had they'd have such a rift between them before all those Man, all those Netflix properties, all of them had this disconnect after a while. But, you know, they, at first they were trying their best to make it fit within the MCU or at least give that appearance. And after a while, they just said, fuck it. And you know what? It's not. What were we thinking? We, we're lying. Uh, ain't shit connected here. You know, that's why we can never say the, the Hulk or Captain America. You know, we're talking about the guy with the American flag tray and the big green dude yeah. and all that kind of yeah. stuff. You know, that was that was getting on my nerves, man. But, uh, but now they've already said it's pretty much confirmed that Charlie Cox is coming back as Daredevil in Spider-Man 3. Now, whether that's a multiverse type thing going on or, or they've just re- they have just they they brought the character back and he's not the same one from Netflix, but everybody liked him so much that they just put him in here and they just you have to just take it for what it is. Hey, it's the same actor. As, as, a, as a new version of the character, then that's cool. I like that. you know the big question is, and I've been wanting to see this for a while, and I'm glad that this is happening. I'm glad I was wrong about it because now I'm very curious to see how they're going they're going to do this. Hey look, you know, Jessica Jones for you know wherever they had the character in in Netflix, man uh, you know she was uh she was crass. She was a drunk. Uh, you know, some, there was sex involved in it. Uh, you know, the, in, in the first series, was I, I, I liked a lot. The way I see it, being a hero just puts a target in your back.
0: Yeah, been there, done that. What if there was someone else out there? But his ability was to make people do whatever he wanted.
1: They touched on themes of rape, and I thought that all that fit for that character right there, and that was brilliant. It was cool that they were able to do that. Now, do they have to go that far when they bring it to uh, bring her, bring her to to the MCU? They don't have to do all of that. They can go in and easily change that character around to where they they soften her up and make her something that's just a uh, you know probably not family friendly, but PG thirteen friendly. The big thing is, and what I want to see. I want to see what they're going to do. And I've always said this, man. I've said, what do you, how are you going to fit this character into the MCU?
0: I don't know anything. Fair enough. Thank you, my family, to get to me. I
1: was part of a covert CIA operation. You know, that whole, that's the punishing. Everybody loves John Bernthal as, as uh, 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 Frank Castle who is the Punisher. Uh, and if everybody's like really, the expectations have been set high. If everybody say, hey man, you already did with uh, Charlie Cox. So come on, man. Let's get this guy back. Let's even get the dude that played the Kingpin back, Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, but really the, the, how is this dude who is violent, that is, uh, you know, known for his love of guns, known for his, you know, for, for pretty much murdering people. The guy's a psychopath. How's that going to work? Our sociopath at least. And, and you know, and how's it going to fit in this world talking raccoons and trees? That's what I'm really eager to see, man. And it could happen. You know, how would you let me ask you something like what are your opinions on this and how would you
2: do it? I'm a little less bullish on the Punisher. I could see Charlie Cox. I could see some of the other people coming back. I just think the Punisher is so incongruous with what they're doing on the rest of Disney plus in terms of, like you said, they got like talking trees and, and like they get serious, but they never get like super R rated with it. Like Frank Castle's a guy who's taken out entire fucking squadrons of the NYPD and stuff like that. Like it doesn't seem like something Disney really wants to get their feet wet with, you know? Um, having said that, I think John Barenthal, like it did the best job you possibly can do. I'm a person who likes Garth Ennis's Punisher Max run and that Punisher is a Vietnam vet. He's older. And yet when I was watching Barenthal very quickly, I kind of let go of my idea of what the character should be. I thought he did a phenomenal job. I just don't see it. Like all the other ones, you can find a way you can, you can tone down the Jessica Jones sex stuff. You can find a way to kind of fit those into that, into that mold. But Punisher, and I'm not trying to be a wet blanket, man. I just don't think Punisher is going to find its way over here. They'll try to find some way to remove it from the rest of it. And yet, Deadpool is going to be rated all they say, and he's going to be in the MCU. I mean, would you watch a would you watch like a two hander, like a buddy thing with Punisher being Frank
1: Castle and grizzled and then Deadpool just taking the piss out of it the whole time? That would be no what? That would be fun. That's Deadpool's a it. character that they could actually have him float in between rated R and PG-13 if they want to take that chance, because he would work great with Spider-Man. if they put him in there and soften him up for a Spider-Man movie but you know for rated R definitely have him hanging out with the Punisher you know have him hanging out with the uh, you know let's see Punisher be we've seen the 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 really kind of real life or you know the more realistic grittier version of the Punisher let's start putting him in with crazy ass characters man like this and seeing what the dynamic will be like so yeah yeah you know
2: again and Punisher plays such a pivotal role in some of these arcs like in the first Civil War like Punisher is so pivotal when he shows up on the uh, page it's a giant splash page and uh, you know it's the equivalent of a a applause break during a film you know so it's like he's definitely (laughs) integral in a lot of these stories and you want to find a way to get it but I just think that the Netflix version of it more than any of the other ones I don't think you can soften those rough edges the Punisher is who the Punisher is so you have to kind of go in there would love it to be John Barenthal but you're going to have to rethink that game pretty significantly because the punisher doesn't seem to jive with the, what the rest of their stuff is
1: so with deadpool being rated r i mean would you would you think the same thing about him
2: i think that we talked about this a couple of weeks back i think people are willing to make concessions on deadpool at, when it comes to like him showing up in an avengers movie or any of the crossover stuff and that's pg-13 as long as his own stuff is r-rated okay. and i think there's a similar bridge for frank castle but again like especially in the political times that we are like to find the police and people love the police, people hate the police and shit like that. You would have to find another version of it. I don't think it can be the same Netflix version of it. Like, are you going to be too mad if they pick Barenthal to do it again, but they decide to change the origin completely? Do you think that that's too weird and you should just restart with someone else at that point? Or would you be
1: okay with that? I think that nobody's going to complain as long as you make it good. That's the thing about it. So I like scruffy nerd said what they brought him in to hunt Spider-Man. You know, we don't have we we don't have an origin story. We know it's not the same Punisher from from the Netflix. They just bring him in they give him a slightly different costume. And they just, you know, he keeps the essence of the character because he was so good at it. But, you know, they change him up a little bit. I don't I don't think that'll be bad. I mean, as we've seen, you can do anything as long as you really think the plan out and make it good. At least that's my opinion.
2: Yeah. And I don't think you're wrong. I guess the problem is we just don't have the proof of concept yet again. Right. Guardians came in and said, Hey, we can be weird with it and people will go with it. All right. Proof of concept. Now we can be yeah. weird. WandaVision is doing the same thing. Once Deadpool comes out and establishes like, Hey, you can do, it doesn't matter. The mouse isn't precious about that R rating anymore. These conversations are going to seem really silly, right? Because all it takes is one thing to be successful. And then we see the path to victory at that point. I just, until Disney does that, until they give us that kind of uh, project. I don't know how we could sit here and speculate because every kind of speculation we've had about what Disney's going to do, Kevin find a way has always found yeah. a way to swerve and like zig when everyone else is zagging. So I'm not going to sit here and try to predict the weather. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: And Blade is going to be in the MCU. And I heard that True. probably is going to yeah. be rated R. So, I mean, you know, what are they going to do with that right there? Uh, is, did, so I, I'm wondering if if, uh, if if these new characters that they're bringing in, are we testing the ground for now some rated R properties? That will somehow go in and and overlap or interact with the rest of the MCU. You know, they'll have to tone them down when they come in and hang out with, you know, Thor and everybody, but maybe on their own, they're little harder edge properties. And maybe those things can be released under 20th Century Fox. you know, so it doesn't have the Disney name slapped on it. You won't see it on Disney Plus. Maybe you'll, you know, you'll see it on, I don't know, Hulu or something. I don't know. You know. Well, and
2: that's the only reason I'm a little bit weird about it because I think we've been talking about this all year. It seems like there's a streaming war escalation, arms race that's happening right now. There was a report yeah. that came out last week that said by 2026, Disney Plus will have more subscribers than Netflix, which is fucking astounding because Netflix had such a head start. But yeah. a lot of that is predicated on the fact that they're building can't miss content exclusively under their banner. So, you know, I, I think it's one of those things that like, again, you're running into the same problem where like, oh yeah, you might have to put it under 20th century studios, but then you're kind of taking it away from everything yeah. being available in one house. So I I have no idea. I think the next couple of years on how they start to implement these characters is going to be one of the most fascinating things since the original kind of 08, 09, 2010, when they were putting it all together uh, the first time. Yeah.
1: And at the same time, you know, these different studio names, let's not forget that Spider-Man is still under Sony. And that's true. You know, you you still see the Sony title come up and whatnot, and they're still trying to figure that out. But yeah, like you said, we don't know, man, no matter how much you try to sit up here and speculate, we'll never figure it out. You know, but whatever, yeah. th- you know, all we can do is trust that track record is so good with them that some no matter what they do, it'll be good. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. Here is our last thing that we got to talk about. And I'm going to leave this up to you because I think, you know, way more <laughs> about this than I do. All I, all I do know and it, it, it pains me. It upsets me to, to know this. I've, I've gotten used to people having way more money than me. You know, that's, that's just life. But when you see this motherfucker who has so much talent and now he has so much more money than you. you now you just now you just rubbing the shit in my face. You know, I just Donald Glover. Donald Glover has an eight figure deal. And here he is, he's rubbing in his girls right here, in his face right here. <laughs> yeah, look at you, you poor bitch. You ain't got as much money as I got. You ain't shit. <laughs> you know, I look at this and I'm thinking man, I uh, I mean it's, it's, it'll make you feel insignificant as fuck to look at a guy like this. This guy who's a great actor. This guy who's a, who's a great writer. Who's a great uh, a performer, rapper, and singer. This is like God damn, what planet is this dude from? Because he is not from Earth. Yeah. And now it makes the rest of us look pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. But hey, you know what? Having all that talent pays off. And now he has this eight figure deal with Amazon. And you probably heard about this when he was talking about redoing Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the movie with uh, the, uh, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. That's the one where. Uh, Big movie, probably more known for the what happened outside of the movie than the movie itself. Uh, that's the one where uh, Brad Pitt told uh, Jennifer uh, Jennifer Aniston, "Yeah, fuck you, I'm out," and went with uh, Angelina Jolie. So I'm happy to hear that we'll be getting this without having to have all the outside drama of it. Maybe they actually will tell a better story this time. Because I wasn't crazy about Mister. Mrs. Smith. An interesting casting with this here uh, is Donald Glover as. I'm guessing Mr. Smith and Phoebe Waller-Bridge as Mrs. Smith, unless they swap that shit around, which would be even better. <laughs> it's Amazon, baby. Anything goes. You Anything know? goes. Uh, <laughs> but tell me, yeah, tell me about this, man, about this deal.
2: Yeah, uh, so this is actually really interesting. This is his second overall deal. He had an original overall deal with FX, um, so already super rich and the rich just getting richer. Donald Glover signs with, uh, Amazon to kind of have an exclusive deal, which is great. Overall deals, what that means is just any, any projects you have, there's a first look deal. You're, you're going to be working exclusive with a studio. There's a couple high profile examples of that. But I think the big difference here is, is a couple of different things, right? But because he started Atlanta, which is this Emmy award winning show. Everyone loves Atlanta. If you haven't seen Atlanta, stop it, go. It's on Hulu. It's so fucking good. Um, And people said, oh, this overall deal, like what's gonna happen with Atlanta? Well, the next two seasons of Atlanta are already renewed and they're gonna shoot back to back. We don't have anything to worry about that. As for after that, there's a carve-in deal, which means that at any point, if he needs to dip out in order uh, to do more seasons of Atlanta, he's allowed to do that under the conditions of his Amazon deal. So Atlanta is gonna be just fine. All we're really doing is getting more Donald Glover content. And the thing that I, I thought was so interesting that I hadn't seen in other overall deals, right? Um, is that he is – as a part of that deal is he's going to get a curation and like content port specifically. So if you go on Amazon now, you have like your channels. It will say like IFC or it will say Shutter or something. There's going to be a Donald Glover one of those where he's curating – a bunch of different projects from a bunch of different artists and, and writers and, and, and uh, you know, whatever, just to give them more exposure. And I hadn't seen that in an overall deal. So not only is the rich getting richer, but it seems like the rich is turning back and, you know, pulling other people up with him. And you got to love that, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's funny. He's he's so rich now. He's got one of those barren mustaches, <laughs> you know, <he's laughs> looking like a musketeer right here. I made that from his uh Lando days when he was going to be doing solo yeah if you haven't seen Atlanta Atlanta is a, a is a great show Atlanta is uh, the best way to describe it is, is, is it's it's an anthology set in Atlanta uh, where every episode has a different feel some of them are comedy some of them are drama some of them even horror in a way but yeah. they all use the same characters and they, inc- they interconnect through that way this
0: is Paperboy If you're tuned into the Fresh Mix rap playlist
2: long live fresh Let's do it again, and just like this time, like you're at a party, and everything's crazy.
0: <laughs> hey, man, you gotta get up. What
1: up? You saying?
0: Damn, you the landlord
1: You know, this is the uh, Atlanta. Was the first time that some people had seen some of the some of the actors that are kind of getting big right now lakeith stanfield blowing up man uh i'd seen lakeith stanfield before but he was a character actor that right here is where it was like oh this is lakeith stanfield
2: and who plays paperboy brent uh brian henry tyree yeah, brian, name? brian
1: tyree henry and there we yeah. go fucked it up i'm dyslexic that's not disrespectful <laughs> no yeah brian tyree henry man that's a lot of the, where a lot of people got to know him from i know that that was he was in he was in a I think it was an NBC show or something. I don't, I don't watch a lot of network television, but I know that he was on a show before. But this is my first time really getting to know him here. I love Atlanta, man. Uh, I'm glad to see that he's able to still uh, be able to work on that. But I know you're bringing up the concern of, you know, what's going to happen when, you know, he goes full in on Amazon. And is, is that going to be the end of, uh, of, of Atlanta?
2: Yeah, I mean, if it is, then that's fine, right? Four seasons. And, and and unlike a lot of shows, I think it's very interesting. Atlanta is not a yearly show. It never has been. It took two and a half years between the first and second season. We're three years now since the last season of Atlanta. And I'm, I'm that person who's fine waiting a little bit longer to get really good quality. So if it's four seasons, you know, that's still going to be a significant portion of our lives and like he should be able to move on to do whatever he wants. The truth is this. The guy has proven himself time and time again as an artist, not as just a writer or a rapper or a singer or anything this m- most multi-hyphenated motherfucker out there i swear to god so anything he wants to do i think you should be given carte blanche to do um mm-hmm. uh, i'm just looking at like those last couple years when he he was doing lando and winning emmys and also dropping the number one record in america and it's just like Touring. the guy has a, a kind of cultural like uh snowballing effect that we've had that better than we've seen almost anyone else do in such a short period of time
1: yeah yeah that motherfucker's is a mutant in the best way possible, man. <laughs> <You know? laughs> some people usually have like a evil, uh, uh, like an evil Siamese twin or a third arm or some shit. No, right. he's just got. Donald <laughs> Glover's life is the plot of the Prestige at all. Yeah, times. Yeah, There's two yeah. of them. <laughs> he's got way more talent than any than any other human being, and that's good for him, man. And like you say, you know, all all kind of good things got to end after a while, man. You know, people have to move on, and, it's, and that's for the best. This guy has so much talent that why should he be restrained to a show because we love it? I'm eager to see what he's going to do right. with what he does. I-
2: Well, I keep thinking about this, too, just in comparisons to other overall deals, right? Because the the two biggest ones that have happened in recent memory was Shonda Rhimes got this huge deal with Netflix. I think it was one hundred and fifty million dollars for an overall deal. And then Ryan Murphy, uh, American Horror Story, Glee, that guy, three hundred million dollars to make shitty politician Hollywood (laughs) and whatever the fuck else he did on Netflix. Whatever. I'm salty, obviously. My point is this, though. I think the big difference and I think this is like what we're talking about is again, streaming wars, right? People are just trying to acquire content and now they're mm-hmm. acquiring rosters of people. Donald Glover is fucking great. You know what I'm saying? And they didn't disclose how much money he made on that, but I would bet you that he he probably made a little bit less money than they did and parlayed that into that that little content creator thing that he has because like Netflix it looks like they're grabbing these people but Ryan Murphy has no sway at Netflix like Shonda Rhimes has no sway there she's Mm -hmm. a hired gun it seems like they went into the Donald Glover business and I think that's going to be the separating factor you know if more people see deals like that I think that they will leave a little bit money on the table in order to be more in control of their destiny and the kind of things that they get to promote
1: yeah yeah no I hear you man well congratulations to him bitch Yeah, give us some motherfucking. Turn back and and lift us up in there with that overall deal. Come on. Yeah, I better start being nice to this man. You know, maybe we'll be (laughs) the maybe we'll be the 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 crumbs off the floor that he sweeps up. Man, helps us out too. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with him. I'm very eager to see what he does next. Also, just personally
2: happy for that dude's success. Right, like that he works hard. You can see the talent, and you're glad that it didn't end in like some. I don't know. Like people go off and waste a lot of their years making bad movies and shit because people tell them that, oh, that's the yeah. next step of something. And this guy is in control of his own destiny. And I yeah. love that.
1: Like somebody says, I love seeing young black men do that thing.
2: Oh, yeah. That's someone put it in the chat here, too. One of the first projects he's doing is with uh, one of the Obamas. I think it's Malia. I don't think it's Sasha. But that's one of the first things he's doing is producing this series through Amazon. And it's going to be with the, one of the first children, I guess. Nice. Former first children. There you go.
1: Yeah, man. You know, I love them and fuck them at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to get that out. All right. Going the dist. Corey Reed, R A S L. What is R A S L? He's been putting this in the chat for the last hour, man. What is that? I have no idea. I'm going to say. He keeps talking about R-A-S-L. I don't, I
2: don't. Oh, the comic. The comic. Yeah, yeah. I haven't read it, but I've heard really good things about it. It's supposed to be great.
1: Yeah, apparently he's not going to stop until I read it, so I guess I got to read it. Otherwise, he ain't going to leave right. me the fuck alone.
2: It's probably on Comixology. It ended in 2012, so it's certainly been like a decade.
1: All right. I'm always open to reading new things, new comics. Oh, it won the Eisner Award. Damn. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. All right. You got me. Okay, man. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'll read it. Damn. <laughs> no, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? Want to get into some emails? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Look at Mel's over here. All right. This is interesting. Let me see. Got some very interesting emails coming through. This is from Ryan Walterson. Uh-oh. Hey, guys, I'm sure you saw this last week, but due to the whole economic crisis, Disney had to shut down one of Fox's big divisions, Blue Sky Studios. Over 450 people have been laid off, and all the animated projects they had in development have been, unfortunately, canceled. Uh, that is... That, that's of course, with people being laid off, that's sad. I'm I'm not surprised by the layoff of any studio or shutdown of any studio anymore I've gotten used to that because I've seen a lot of animation studios shut down uh, worked for one <laughs> shut down and I've seen a lot of effects studio shut down the reason why I'm not surprised I'm only, I would only be surprised because Blue Sky Studios is one of the popular studios that that had well known projects out there they had a uh, They had a series, you know, they had a recognizable IP. I believe, let me see here. They might have had two. I think one of them, one of their other movies definitely had a sequel
2: too. Maybe not a full on series like the other one, but.
1: Yeah, let me see, man. So you can correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm just going to pull up a clip right here. But I believe that this is Blue Sky Studio. Give me a second here. So this is a a very well-known property. They had a mascot and everything. So that is why I'd be surprised if they shut down. uh, Was... uh, Okay, so the one I'm thinking about is is Ice Age. Yeah. Okay.
2: Grab your weapons, mates. Spoon Flynn.
1: Oh, <laughs> so that's just a random clip right there with some random animals. Of of course, Scrat. You I I thought I thought at least that once you had a mascot, you're kind of good. Let me see here. Uh, yeah, there he is. That 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 cracked out squirrel that they had there who was always chasing just a squirrel trying to get a nut for fucking five movies in there so I thought once you had a mascot you were good man they had scratch it seemed like the movies were always making money I don't know maybe they were falling off near the end but what else did they do man so they had Ice Age and what else
2: well, I, I know the one I was talking about was the Rio movies, which are super forgettable, but there were two of them, so they at least got mm-hmm. a sequel. And then they made one that I really loved. They made that Charlie Brown 3D one a couple of years back, yeah. the Peanuts movie. I loved that one. But other than that, I'm not, like, super precious
1: about any of their other stuff. Uh, Horton Hears a Who was the other one. Okay. That that That's right, man. They did do the uh, – hold on, hold on. Uh-oh. Salud. Just mendiga. Oh. Don't man, it's right there. <laughs> Jeez, I had to sneeze. It was right there, man. <laughs> I, I I put that Puerto Rican voodoo on it. You, man. <laughs> you oh, sure yeah. did, man. I'm it was sorry. it was gonna be one of those good ones too. I like sneezing, man. I get tingles. It was like an orgasm for me. And that was a good one right then. It was almost like I was having sex with you. I was like, no, Chris, I'm, I'm almost there. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Keep, keep eye contact the whole time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh let me see I, they did Spies in Disguise No, that's very forgettable right there mm-hmm. but they were a good animation studio when they had the right project I, I'm, I, thank you for bringing that up man I forgot that they had done the the, the Peanuts movie
0: uh-huh.
1: this November
0: <clears throat> I'm going to change who I am and become a winner wow I'll
1: find the courage
0: if there's one person you want by your side at a moment like this it's your loyal dog
1: you know, I, man, I really like the style they had there. I really like they would what they were doing with that. I think it was a great approach to the to the uh, the the style of the of the of the comic strip and of the animated shows. But man, running a an animation studio, I don't know how it was for Blue Sky, but I can tell you what with a lot of studios, man. Unless you just have a property that is really working for you, or you just you're just a mega studio like Disney. And some of the big, you know, some of the big uh, legacy studios out there, you live project by project. Yeah. And, the, what, what, and a lot of times these projects, to get them in, to beat somebody else, you got to underbid. It, and when you underbid, it gets harder to pay your staff. And that's what happened to the, the, the special effects studios. The special effects studios, they kept underbidding projects because there were so many studios out there. And it just got to a point that a lot of them were making money and they were shutting down, man. And when they were, you know, in order to make money, people had to work crazy crunch time and, in, in, uh, uh, you know, in, in over, uh, they had to work overtime. It's the same way with game studios, too. Some game studios, man, they, they work, you know, they're just as good as their last project. So, you know, it's sad. How much,
2: of it is, how much of it is that Disney already has a bunch of other animation companies, right? Like maybe they just wanted to clear away for for just Disney animation and Pixar and stuff like that. You,
1: what do you so wait, say that again?
2: Well, because Disney owned this, right? Unless I'm Uh fucking this up. Disney had to close this. So I guess what I'm saying is how much of this is like a business decision? Because I'm looking at the grosses of these films, Spies in Disguise. That one took a little bit of a bath. It had a hundred million dollar budget and it only grossed 171. So probably didn't profit much. Um, But I'm just wondering how much of it is like, hey, we are using resources for another animation studio when we already have Disney animation and we already have Pixar. Like, I'm just wondering if it was a business decision or if it was just a calculated kind of in the same way that they got rid of other studios when they did their last merger. That's
1: right because Blue Sky was under 20th Century Fox, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Disney killed that shit. <laughs> I'll tell <you laughs> right now. They, yeah, they went in there and put a pillow over that studio's head, man. Yeah, that's, they didn't need that studio because they already have the anima- animation division. It, I, I, I mean, look, I'm taking a guess. I don't know that for sure, but I'm going to say, yeah, yeah they, they didn't need that studio and they shut it down, uh, which is too bad because, uh, I mean, I ho- the only thing that I hope is that, you know, w- when you have Disney Studios they have their, their look. They have their way of doing things. This was actually lending itself to putting uh, some different things out there, breaking it up yep. a little bit. And and I don't know if you're going to get that without a studio like Blue Sky. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's sad, but... Hey, man, this is how this business goes. Uh, I don't like it. But what are you going to do? Uh, Steven Smith, he says, I may die from anticipation for my DT merch order. He said, <laughs> people... Oh, you know what? That'd be a good time. Cause that's scaring people away. Oh man, Steven, don't scare these people away. People come back. You're not, you look DT merch is not going to kill you. In fact, these fine quality products like the black shirt with the white logo, classic black tee with the white logo that will bring you life. These wonderful designs that we have here, these colorful designs and logos, they will brighten your day to the point that they extend your life. We are literally extending your life. We we sell masks right here. Corona masks with the logo on it. You know
2: what? You don't You have should it. mass produce the one with your face on it and sell that so everyone could be a little bit like Corey Goldman just walking down the street making people <laughs> yeah. vomit.
1: And then we will never sell anything on that store again. <laughs> Come to DC merch. <laughs> <laughs> Nah man. Uh, I, that's, you know, I, that's one thing I'm, I'm I'm it saddens me to say I will never I will never sell my face on DTmerch.com. Never at all. Yeah, oh, people, there you go. A lot of fine quality things over there. So I'm glad you're excited. But don't die. At least not until you get your stuff and you can buy something else. Uh, Edgar Wright. There's some news by Edgar Wright, Mr. Yazman who always comes in. Ryan and Mr. Yasman, they always come in with the tids and the bits. Mr. Yasman says, Edgar Wright making a new The Running Man film and Supergirl cast in The Flash film. How and Christian, two new stories broke a few hours ago. Edgar Wright will direct the new adaptation of The Running Man. Why am I putting this on DT Merch? I'm so used to switching when I'm talking. (laughs) And apparently he's going to do it while wearing a shirt from DTMerch.com. <laughs> um, no, people. Edgar Wright will direct a new adaptation of The Running Man, which will be f- a faithful adaptation of Stephen King's book and not the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. X-Men producer Simon Kinberg will produce the film and Wright will co-write the script with Scott Pilgrim writer Michael Bacall. I've never read The, the, the Running Man from Stephen King, but I remember that movie. That movie's cheesy as fuck, man. <laughs> I mean it got Schwarzenegger in it but it was man as a, as a as a staple of the 80s it was still a it was still a fun movie a lot of people forget that Stephen King because <laughs> because all the Schwarzenegger's in it and Stephen King just has a tendency to just not talk about things that are not faithful adaptations of his stories uh, I don't know how he feels about this though but I, I don't want to see how you feel about it but The Running Man The Running Man I remember I was like man this is stupid but I really like this movie
0: in the year 2017 an innocent man accused of a crime has a choice hard
1: you notice these movies they always give schwarzenegger a job that they make sure it builds his muscles like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like that Conan, manual labor is what the, made uh, such a giant man
2: yeah, yeah
1: exactly <laughs> apparently that's how he got strong like he just he just carried around beams all day hard
0: time or prime time sensational perfect contestant i want him he must pay <laughs> or play the running man on your mark
1: i'll be back Okay, maybe it's not all that good, (laughs) you know, I did say it was cheesy, but I really like this movie, man.
0: The highest rated TV show in history.
1: Maybe this is wrong, but I think that this is a I think this is the right answer. But quick, uh, quick trivia for you. That music. What's that music from? that music yeah i'll play a little bit for Uh, you again yeah let me hear it again don't look at don't you look at the chat don't you cheat all right good listen to it yeah that's even better listen to it with your eyes closed Mm -hmm. the highest rated tv show in history let me actually go back a little bit let me see let me see here we go go the highest rated tv show in history okay maybe i was wrong i thought it was from aliens
2: yeah i i okay i see what you're saying i really highly doubt it though because i just watched aliens and my ears would have perked up immediately if it was actually okay so
1: maybe it's not maybe it's not man uh but yeah uh what what do you think about this movie the the 87 version yeah (laughs) uh (laughs) Dude, it's
2: weird because I feel like that was that, that period of time, right? Where like, so I wasn't born yet. So I had to play catch up on a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. And I feel like that got lost in the sauce with like Total Recall and all that shit. So I can't even definitively say if I remember watching this. Seeing this, it seems like familiar to me, but I have no emotional attachment to it. I did read the book years ago because um, it's a Richard Bachman, Stephen King thing. It's when he was writing under a pen name. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty cool. Like I could see it being really good. And I really love Edgar Wright as a director. So like I'm, I'm on board with it but i
1: can't definitively shit on that movie or love it sadly okay so that that's cool because i told you i had never read the book so how is this is, is this is this a part of an anthology you know one of his many anthologies or is this a, a standalone book
2: uh i think it's published with a couple other books or I, I might have read it in the omnibus because they ended up releasing all of them together Um, but it's its own story. It's not, I don't believe it's tied into any larger universe. I just think it was published with a couple other stories with it.
1: What? How's so? What's the what's this story like? Because you saw that trailer with Schwarzenegger. I'm sure there's no big old dude, you know, dressed up in a jumpsuit and all that kind of stuff. Right. Right. Okay.
2: So from what I remember, it's just a story about like there's like a Hunger Games-esque kind of thing that's just called the game show, mm-hmm. and people can go anywhere they want in the world. They're being uh, t- uh, televised or video, whatever. But then there are also people called the hunters, and the hunters are are going out into the world to kill these people for sport on TV.
1: OK, so it is more like the, 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 the Hunger Games in a way. Yeah, that's what it seems like to me. Yeah. OK, that's cool. Now I'm looking at some of the, uh, the artwork here and everything. I think these, this is artwork before the movie even came out. So, so it, it would still be somewhat of an action film. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, um, a chase film, basically. It's what it should be. Is the book any good?
2: Yeah, maybe. I haven't read it in 15 years or so. <laughs> I don't okay. want to say 15-year-old me liked a lot of embarrassing shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I don't want to put my name on it, but I think I think that the, the truth is this, right? The kernels of all Stephen King books are great, right? We've seen really bad Stephen King adaptations. We've seen really great ones. And I think the difference are people who come in with a vision, who know exactly what they want to do and make something great. That's why the Frank Darabont adaptations, right? I think Shawshank is wonderful and that's based off a short story but shot, but he knew exactly what he wanted to do with it i think the green Mile, yeah. problematic though it may be is still very strong as a vision i think edgar wright knows exactly what he wants to do so i, I expect it'll be great because all the skeletons and outlines of stephen king stories are great
0: mm-hmm.
2: nice nice man I, I might now you got me wanting to read this i actually uh, it's not that long yeah it's it's pretty i mean there's a hundred chapters but they're broken down very quickly all these books got some crazy
1: uh crazy art covers too anyway yeah i'll uh i might check this out man sounds cool all right
2: it's not the stand i think it's like 300 pages or something okay. you don't have to like invest months of your life to read it you finished watching the stand oh god fucking horrible oh my god like why didn't you tell me how bad that was going to get i would have just saved my God damn, that's hours of my life. I'm never going to
1: get back, Corey. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's why I didn't go back and watch it. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh,
2: it was it, it was bad. But then to be honest, I was like, I don't remember the miniseries being this bad when they got to Vegas. And then I went back I and mean, just as bad, just as bad. laughably trite. Yeah, it's terrible. Can I tell you something? It's, it's
1: not that good in the book. It took me years to actually confess that we're talking Admitted about the stand people, yeah. which is. Stephen King's magnum, you know, magnum opus, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good book, man. It's actually a great book, and just the ambition of it. But man, they get to, they get to Las Vegas where everybody's so evil that it turns into like Mad Max, and you know, it's just it, it's every it's every villainous stereotype in one area. And it's just, that yeah. book is
2: the epitome of the journey is the destination. Like, the reading that book is so much fun. All the connections that matter in the first half of that book that end up meaning something later is great. The actual ending of that movie is, or a book is terrible, and they've never been able to fix it for the miniseries or the new miniseries. So you watched it all then? Uh, yeah, I finished it last week, and it was okay. awful. Cause awful. Cause I'll be they honest did with the you ending, <laughs> though. I'll tell you that, of this new one. They changed the ending a little bit.
1: Uh, now I'm just curious to see what they do with the ending. Man, we watched... We were watching The the Stand and my wife hadn't read the book. And so she was really enjoying what she saw in the beginning. And, it, I mean, when he, you know, any kind of uh, setup for the apocalypse is very interesting. It's yeah. it's a movie that's, kind of, plus it's very relevant right now. It's a virus that wipes out 99% of the planet. And the survivors are being called by, you know, it's a very religious theme here. They're being called by the, a dude who's pretty much the devil, even though he's Stephen King's, uh, his consistent villain in several stories, Randall yeah. Flagg. But he's pretty much like the evil guy, and then you got the you got the 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 good people who go to Boulder, Colorado. The evil guy, of course, is in Las Vegas, and uh, and so it's just this. After a while, it starts to be like this, just just this very basic story of good and evil. And while that seems like it could be cool, it just uh, by the time you get to. Uh, because the good people, man, they're a little more diversified than that. You get to see them setting up society. You get to see them trying to get life back together. And meanwhile, over in Las Vegas, it's explosions and leather and spikes and gladiator uh, 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 gladiator matches and people are having sex all over dirty tables and everything. She brought us all together keep us safe
0: in these uncertain times. I am in the way of knowing things. I know you feel him Calls himself the dark man but mostly I just see his wolf
1: It was cheesy too man when he started getting into the dark stuff It was And Ezra Miller hey. is terrible as that <laughs> character the trash can.
2: Well, man. we can't all be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, <laughs> man. Come on, that was the best casting right there. They lost about
1: six feet on height alone. Actually, you know? it was Matt Frewer who was the trash can dude.
2: Wait, wait, who's Kareem and and what am I fucking this he up? He was just then? a who's... negro with a bell walking through the city talking
1: about. Oh that? yeah, he's
2: the, the end is nigh. The end is nigh. Okay, okay, my bad. I'm <laughs> fucking that up. My bad. I portmanteaued those characters. I'm like, that's clearly the same person, right? <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's it's one of the only books I've ever read that gets less interesting and less. Uh, complicated as it goes on like you yeah. said by the end of the movie it's it's white hat black hat the end of the book i mean yeah um and it's just really weird that you get less interested and less complicated as you're a thousand pages into something
1: yeah yeah it's sad man it was i was expecting them to come in and prove this for the better because they had some good casting in here ezra miller is just not one of them i'm not even talking about the actor they just have him do too many crazy things but I like it's interesting what they do with some other people here but I'm thank you now I'm, I'm not probably Damn. gonna go finish the rest of it because my wife will want she wanted to see the rest of it and see how it worked out and I said I don't think this is going to a good place but alright <laughs>
2: Yeah, to be clear. I mean, there are parts of it that are great. Like the I think the biggest problem was that they made Harold a main character who's not a main character in that book, really. Um, and there's still these individual moments that are good, but they actually all all they serve to do is to make you even more mad at how bad the rest of it is. So <laughs> see,
1: go have fun. <laughs> go in the disses. is I like how in the apocalypse they find a surplus <laughs> look at this shit <laughs> they find a surplus like nobody can wear shirts anymore people fucking all over the place he says I like how the, in the apocalypse they find a surplus of leather and leather smiths to craft all the leather and the sexy clothes and that's kind of what they do man it's not yeah it's, it's leather and confederate flags everywhere man it's silly it gets real silly man uh, somebody said we'll pay you to finish it nah I gotta finish I gotta finish Uh, 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 uh Iron Fist that's all I'll say, which I'm trying to finish this moment right now. All right. Somebody said, well, Corey, it is Vegas. And I have I have no argument for that. You got me there. <laughs> you know, it's, I cannot say anything against that. All right, everybody. Uh, somebody said you got to finish wrestle. Boy, if you don't stop t- t- talking this wrestle to me.
2: Got to read it, man. Won't start Apparently there's a Latina me? Supergirl, and I should mention this as the consummate and I think token Puerto Rican on this network. Um, I don't know how to feel about that. That's kind of cool. There's going to be a Latin Supergirl in the Flash movie is what I'm being told, and that's pretty amazing, right?
1: We should celebrate that a little bit. Oh, nice. Nice, man.
2: I don't know. I don't know. Now I don't, know. I don't know if that, I'm supposed to care. Like,
1: well, if we can get that Puerto Rican werewolf, then we'll be good, man. man. We're having a good day today. That's all I'm saying. Nah. All right. We're everywhere. Kale. <laughs> like what i put in my smoothies he says oh i still got some smoothie left oh oh shit
2: mm. i thought it was drink that like like a like a like a Shaq or michael jordan commercial in the mid-90s you went full mm-hmm. fucking head extension on it i love it
1: <laughs> you always have to look at the camera when it's done <laughs> right they do that very exasperative like ah. yeah After You to show because they, they wanted they commercials and, and marketers, they want to show how good it is. So you have to over exaggerate. No, nobody at home drinks like this. I mean, unless you've been in the desert for fucking weeks, you know, nobody does this shit. And, <laughs> <sighs> know, if somebody, if, if somebody that. did that, they had something in that drink already. So yeah. <laughs> somebody, yeah, somebody got a some little shit. Irish in that coffee for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what they all do in those commercials. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. He says here, uh, hey, Corey, leave some kale for the rest of us. Oh, no, this is Gene. I'm sorry. His name is not Kel. He was actually referring to my smoothie. He says, hey, Corey, leave <laughs> some kel for the rest of us. Just kidding. Great show as always. Tired of all this snow in New York. But think how we feel here in Texas, goddammit. At least you're used to it. Here in Texas, we don't. We, it's, that's still an unfamiliar substance. Like, when it comes down, we we hear about snow. We see it on TV, but when it starts coming down from the sky, we're like, what is this white substance that is falling upon mm-hmm. us? You know, we usually think something's on fire and there's ashes coming down from some yeah. nearby building. So, yeah, man. Ah, oh, folks. All right. That is that. And now we got to scat. We're going to get on out of here. Is that okay with you, sir? It's okay.
2: I keep looking at your mask as it's hanging on your chest now and it just it creeps me It looks like you have a twin, like, in utero that like, <laughs> you, hope, you mostly absorbed,
1: but it's still hanging out on your chest. <laughs> now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, wow, it really does look like I have a mouth on my chest. I'm yeah, not look crazy. At
2: I'm just freaking the fuck out. That's all. Open your mind. I, I feel like I'm on mescaline. Mind. My mind is open. Trust me. <laughs> Don't
1: be afraid.
2: Don't do this to me. <laughs>
1: Don't do this to me. I'm going to have fucking nightmares for weeks. <laughs> all right, y'all. We are out of here. Thank you so much. Uh, see if I can call my insurance agency before they close at five. I got like eight minutes. Uh oh, get in there. Yeah. So I'm going to see if I can do this. Uh, so, folks, I'm going to out of here now. Christian, thank you. Thank you, man. It was a blast. I'll see you next week. Yes, sir. And thank all you guys in the chat. OG chat over here. Night of the poodle. So there's
2: a book See, already. I, it's st- I got God damn it, questions, man. I'm sorry. Where is the... Whatever. We'll talk
1: about this off. God damn me? it. Taking everything. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, that damn it. There Thank is you. Afro we're, we're Afro a wolf. Like there is an Afro are. wolf. God damn. But no, it's, Oh, fuck. All right. I should have known. I'm too late. All right. Thank you, Alex. Z Pegasus. Tiger. God damn. G-N-O-M-A-M-A-M-A-M-A-N-E. Loyal Knight 300, I am loyal to you, sir. Love the show today, Angry Asian said. Thank you. We love you. We all V-E-U. you. Uh, t- uh, the Miss V, Christian Monster. Is that you? That's me. I'm okay. saying hi to people. Well, he loves you. I do. I love you. He loves us. Christian Monster loves us, man. I love myself. I think you have to love
2: yourself before you can love anyone
1: else. <laughs> fan, fan says, I see y'all Sunday. Love y'all. Love you too. Love you girls. I love those girls, man. Uh, Victor Necrofunk. I think he hangs out with Afro Wolf. He says great show, guys. Thank you. Jackpot the Don says true. And so many others. Blue Guard 42. So many others here. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We'll see you on the next one and oh yeah Sunday don't forget I mean not Sunday tomorrow tomorrow don't forget the guest house viewing party February 20th that's tomorrow 8pm Central Standard Time see you over there you walls Uh, before then though i just like for you to do one thing and that's kcoolmans at gmail.com that's k-c-o-o-l-m-a-n-z at gmail.com you email us with any kind of questions, comments compliments, insults input and our advice Hit us up on them social medias out there, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Copy all the information down, memorize it, love it, and use it. And if I'm too busy talking to you lovely folks out there, your kind messages and your emails, Christian Torres. Find me over on
2: Instagram, Christian.monster, Facebook, Christian Leon Torres. Want to know all of you, blah, 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 blah. Corey's dancing. He's got a second mouth. I'm freaked out. Come find me, and I'll see you next week.
1: (laughs) Also, folks, uh, if you plan on coming to Austin, Texas, wait. Until it's safe Big Ronnie's She's not out there Ice skating anymore Off these streets And you ain't sliding Into somebody's house Kcoolmans At gmail.com Let us know If you're moving here Just passing through We'd love to hang out with you Alright everybody That is it Good night Good morning Good afternoon Good evening Whenever you listen to Or watching this Goodbye And stay stay toasty You sound like Tom Waits, buddy. Uh, I (laughs) know. The hipsters love me.